0: Welcome back to the All In Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is season two, episode six. Today we got one of our brothers, one of our great friends, Mr. Sub2 himself as a special guest, Mr. Pace Morby. Mr. Pace Morby. What's up, brother?
1: Guys, I'm so pumped to be here. I want to tell you, I want to tell you guys a story today that you don't know about. The last you know, the first event I ever went to your guys is back. It was September of 2018. Momentum. Momentum. Yeah. I want to tell a story of, like, the behind the scenes of what happened and what caused me to go to that event and how that has changed my life since I went there. I don't think people have any freaking clue how important you guys are are in my life. I know. And I don't think you guys even know. So, like, thank you for having me here. Hopefully, I get an opportunity to tell that story. No, I love. I, yeah, I, I love to hear it. Um, I, I remember everything about
0: your particular situation uh, from that weekend. And I can't wait for you to tell that story because, man, like, you sacrificed a lot that weekend. I remember what was going on things that were happening in your life and um where were you were on a professional level where you were on a personal level and uh man like for us to see the growth I, I actually got I was on a conversation with Jamil yesterday he's in Chicago right right right. and I told him man uh when I saw you guys, as, and we're gonna talk about triple digit flip and we got so much for you guys today guys but
1: tune in for a 10 hour show guys yeah. 20, 27 hours. hours 26
2: <laughs> hours of podcasting
0: but uh no, uh, I told Jamil yesterday, I said, Hey brother, I just want I just wanna let you know that I genuinely love you guys. Like I genuinely love you. I love Pace. And when I saw the you know the premiere of the show, uh, not only did I send you guys good energy, but I also started praying to God and, and I, I sent good energy up upstairs thank too. You. you know what I mean? Bro, thank you, um, thank you, thank so you. So you guys are some of those people in our lives that we're like, man, we love to see you guys win. Bro. Like We'd love to see Well let,
1: let me tell you guys something, okay because I, like I get chills thinking about this. I remember um, Alex DMing me in September of 2018 for momentum. He was DMing me and we weren't yeah. like friends. We were just kind of in the same space. I was doing at the time I was a Homevestor franchise.
2: I remember. What, you're a contractor too, right? I was a some, contractor
1: too. so I was yeah. running a big construction yeah. company. We we're doing remember, like yeah. two million dollars a month for open door offer pad and Zillow was just starting to hire us as well. And I had a guy here locally take me for a million bucks. And it was like, I couldn't wow. pay my payroll. I couldn't, it was a horrible story. But everything basically leading up to that was like four years before that, I had this guy come into my world. He was referred to me by somebody He's like, hey, this guy has a lot of houses. So I start fixing and flipping houses for him as a contractor. And it would it was like this thing where I would give him $100,000 where I would pay for the renovation up front. By the way, if you're a contractor, do not pay for people's renovations <laughs> up front. So I paid for his renovations up front, like 100 grand, and then he'd pay me 97 grand. Hey, I'm a little short. I'll get you caught up on the next house. Okay. Well, that accumulated over four years to like $800,000. Wow. Okay. Jesus. And by the time I was like deep, I'd say $200,000 deep. I reached out to Jamil and I said, hey, man, I don't know you that great. This was before Jamil and I became like best buddies, right? I don't know you that well, but you have done business with this guy in the past, and I need to talk to you. This Jamil had never made a post on Instagram. His Instagram logo was an owl. It was an owl. <laughs> I, and I, was, I, I, I didn't even know it was Would Jamil. Would love to hear the explanation of that. I owl. know. I, I actually don't know the explanation. We should get him to tell it. So <laughs> I reach out to him. I go, hey, I need some help. We sit down. We have lunch. Him and I start doing deals together because I also owned a Homebester franchise at the time. And his advice was run away from this guy as fast as possible. He's bad news. He's, ba- he's bankrupted three times in his life, and he's about to bankrupt you a fourth time. Oh, my goodness. Okay? So I, I'm like, you're right. You're right. And I knew in my heart he was right. But I went two more years, and that $200,000 the guy owed me at that time got racked up to eight hundred grand 2 years later. And Jamil's like, I freaking told you. You need to run, 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 run. So what I was doing is I was making money from wholesaling in Homevestors and I'd make $50,000, $60,000 that month and I'd take that and I'd go put it in this guy's business wow. hoping that I was going to get my money out.
2: What made you like not listen to- Because I- bo- it, Was it like your, was it, was it pride? Was it I have your- a disease,
1: dude. And I think a lot of us have this disease. I just hadn't overcome it at that time. My disease was I I see the good in everybody. Yep. and I And I yeah. assume that people are going to operate the same way I operate when I do business with them. Right. Right. It's like the when you and I are doing deals, I know you and Cody talk more about the deals that we do together, but like we just assume we're all on the same yeah. playing field. And when somebody says, well, I can't pay you back right now. I go, no problem, man. I know you have good intentions. You're good for it. Yeah. You're good for Benefit it. Benefit of the doubt. Yeah. By the time I knew I was screwed, I had a custom home I was like building with cash. I had, and I was like 80% of the way done with it. And I had a portfolio of like 50 homes. And when this guy, um, the same day that I um, my my wife is giving birth um, or she's going to give birth in a week or so, the day I get the letter from the gentleman, he files bankruptcy on me, okay? Oh, God. The day I get that letter is the day that you DM me for momentum, okay? And I'm going to tell you how hard it was for me to wow. go to that event, okay? So what happened is this guy, I knew he was going to screw me. I knew it by the time um, – I didn't know it when he owed me 800 grand. And he comes to me and he goes, I need $200,000 more. And I promise you, I will get done with these houses. I'll get you paid on the back end. I need thousand dollars more. So you know what I do? I go sell my house that I'm in the middle of building. It's like 80% of the way done. Wow. I go sell that house to, through Keegley because I needed the money right now. I'm like, I need the money right now because I got to pay my payroll. I got to help this guy out. I'm still, after four years of serving this guy, I'm still digging myself deeper. I then go and sell like 25 of my rentals, get my equity out. And I give this guy about $400,000 over the course of a couple of months. And then boom, I get a, I get a bankruptcy letter from him saying he's bankrupting me and he's bankrupting 42 other people here in, in town. Okay. By the way, could you believe this is the best thing that ever happened to me? That's the thing that's crazy. Okay. So yeah. people that are watching, like all these things that are going on in your life, you got to realize like, there's amazing things that there's bad things that are happening to you, but they're leading you down a path. So what happens is I have no money. I have payroll that's due. I use my equity in my houses to pay my payroll for a couple of months because this guy like took advantage of me. I have no money. I've got my wife's about to give birth and Alex reach, reaches out to me, says, Hey, um, momentum's coming up. This might be of interest to you. And we go back and forth dude i pull out my last credit card no way i pull out my last credit card at the at my wits end and i'm like i believe and i trust these guys wow okay and i go to that event but at that time we weren't like
2: best homies or anything like that i was like 15 rows deep but let me let me say something because uh because steve trang he reached he i think he called me or, or text me he said hey my good buddy pace is is coming to momentum Watch out for him. He's going to be a killer. That's what he told me. Really? That's what he told me. So, you know, when you meet somebody through a relationship, because I have the utmost respect for for Steve. Right. And it was right after I think I did his podcast. So, like, my point is, like, when because it was introduced by Steve, like, I had, automatically you're up here. Bro, you were DMing me about the event. You guys were, like, advertising for the
1: event, but you it wasn't an advertisement that got me. It was you reaching out to me directly. Yeah. Okay? And let me tell you, here's... Why was that event so good for me? I wanted to tell people how freaking amazing you guys are. Okay. So, what happens is the year prior, I was running my Homevestor franchise and I was doing eight to 10 deals a month, just me and my wife. But I wanted to break away from Homevestors because they wouldn't let me do creative finance. They wouldn't let me do certain things. Your own advertisement. Bro, kind my, of different, yeah. they got mad at me when I would talk about, oh, hey, I just bought a deal on Instagram. Because they knew that like a wholesaler would send me another deal and say, oh, you're doing deals, I'll send you a deal. They didn't want me to do anything outside of their prison that you put you in. Mm -hmm. They put you in. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out YouTube, watching this, paying for courses, doing stuff to learn like, is there a way I can get away from homevestors? Right. Which is so funny now looking back at that, like how simple it really was. But that's what was so magical about what you guys did for me. I remember sitting there in momentum, it was everything i needed it was everything i needed to tell me what was possible outside of what i thought was everything in real estate uh, the real estate wow. world and here's what it was specifically carlos is phenomenal right he has an energy that like very yeah, few people have yeah. Unma- unmatched yeah. he has an unmatched energy right yeah. alex what you do is you open up your your crm and you go through and you start talking about things that you might have thought even were boring, but I'm sitting here looking at, you go, okay, guys, it took 42, I remember the exact line, you guys, it took 42 follow-ups with this guy to get the contract done. Yeah, I remember. And it was those little things that I'm watching and I'm going, you guys showed me what was possible, okay? And for the cost of going to Momentum, I'm telling you that event not only changed my life, but it has made not just me, but it has made Thousands of other people attached to what I teach now. Millions upon millions of dollars. Goosebumps. Because you reached out to me. And because you guys delivered way more than anybody had delivered to me at that point in my life. And so this is like, I did a testimonial for you a couple months ago. I saw it, yeah. And your team was like, this is so good. I go, guys, it's this much of how I feel about these guys. This much.
0: Man. Man uh
1: so it's <laughs> like what do we you can't say anything above this, this is why I, I was thinking about i was like i have to share this i have to wait for a moment where i get in front of these guys where i trap them in seats where they can't go anywhere yeah, we so can. i can tell this the audience story. will get mad <laughs> right i i had to tell that story now i i hear a lot of people talk about like their why right like we all have the same why yep. okay i look at it and I go it's why it's reason and there's purpose your why is my why you've got a you've got kids you got a wife right you you've got your life going on and i love watching like all the things that get you juiced up and excited as well like we all have the same why it's all the same absolutely family friends that's our why but the reason why you guys go above and beyond that is so you can show other people what's possible and you're phenomenal in the game i would say you guys are the current like currently the best of the freaking best at showing people what is possible and how to actually do it now there's the one, the one thing above that is your purpose, and I feel like you guys are still working on what your purpose is, right? It's like it's down there. You
2: can see the I light. I think it's on ever it. Evol- it evolves because right. we'll set a purpose, and then God's like, nah, bigger, right? And then it just no, increases, and increases, and then we hear stories like this, which amp us up, and it's just like, where's the next pace Morby at? Is it? Is he watching this? Is he? Is he somewhere out there? Like, there are, could, there's
1: a, there's a pace Morby that you guys had at an event last year that's still working on the grind that hasn't blown up yet. Yeah, like there's things that, yeah. that you guys did last year you haven't seen yet. There's there's seeds that you guys planted that those trees hasn't haven't come out of the soil yet. That's yeah. what I wanted to share with you guys is like what you guys are doing this podcast, your events, everything you're doing. It is it equates to billions of dollars at the end of the day that yeah. you guys have brought into other people's bank accounts that you don't even know about. You I know,
0: believe that. I feel like for us since the beginning, um, like God has been the tip of our. Spear, you mm-hmm. know, and I told Sal actually uh, this this past weekend and you remember I sent you guys a picture of us like having so much fun. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally sent him a picture because for my uh, birthday back in 2019, yeah. he put like a, a a collage of like pictures of us like celebrating victories. Right. And I have it uh, literally in my closet. I sent them a picture and I told him I said, hey, you know, I, I miss these days. 2018, 2019, we were having so much fun. We were having so much fun. Um, And then, because you and I both know that the game of education, right, it starts out with nothing but purpose. And then it turns into a business. Mm -hmm. And then it turns into an obligation, right, fulfillment and all that. And for me, it's like I want to go back to our grassroots, which is, being purpose driven, not money driven. You know, like I want to be driven by passion like 2018 and 2019. I'm not to take away from 2020 and 2021 and the events and mentorships and all that. But the fact of the matter is, you know, you're, you know, you're in the education space, which we're going to get into sub two um, and among a a lot of other things. But how amazing did it feel like your, your first year of you know launching your community. How amazing. And I and I know that you still have a huge community and I know that it's still ever growing and I've seen the way that your community represents for you which is it's a beautiful I lo- thing. I love I love right? your community. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's It's, it's, it's you vibrant. guys are like a cult, right? Like yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it's that's like a, a tribe, yeah. right? Um but I want to ask you, you know, I take us down how that started and what it's turned out to be and, and where you guys are now and how you feel.
1: I, I imagine like my education space and like my world started out really similar to your guys's, right? Like you start doing a lot of deals, people start inquiring Asking, yeah. and then you turn, then it turns out you're like, man, I just spent my whole Saturday answering like 15 people's DMS and like getting on the phone with people and that took away from my entire business. How,
2: how many ride-alongs did you do? And I remember
1: that was, that was a big thing. Yeah, it first, was a huge thing. Yeah. And so like, here's, what's funny about that. So. Um, where I got like my following from was I was a contractor. So I would show before and after photos all the time on my Instagram. That's actually how I landed open door as a client is my social media was like popping off just with construction stuff. So I knew social media was just, I loved doing it. It was fun. So one day I was looking at somebody else's ad for like their coaching product. This is years and years ago. And I was like, you know what? Like I want to be one of these people that just helps people. Right. So one day in my Prius, I go on my, on Instagram stories. I remember when Instagram stories just came out Wow, yeah. and I go, Hey guys, anybody wants to do a ride along with me? I'm going to go to this appointment, this appointment. I've got a meeting with a private lender. Meet me at circle K tomorrow at 6am and I'm going to put three people in my Prius and we're going to go hang out. So I show up to that circle K the next day. Nobody's there. Wow. Okay. Nobody's there. Cause you know, I, at it, the time you, you
2: do that now, how many people show up? Oh, this here's the, <laughs> yeah, here's the
1: interesting yeah. part of the story. So throughout the day, I still went on my journey and I still did my stories. And I was sitting here going like this, like, Hey guys, me and my, me and my ride along partners, but like, I wasn't nobody's showing there. nobody's there. Oh man. Right. And I was just like inspiring people. So all of a sudden people go, Whoa, man, like that's cool. People got that. I want to go too. So the following Saturday I did it again and I had like seven people show up and I could only take three. But then I posted about like, Hey, sorry, I can't make it, but I'll like make sure. So I went the next day on Sunday. I took those other four people with me with a larger car. And then those people started talking about it. Three weeks later, I show up to circle K after making that post. And it was 150 people lined up to go, to
2: go with me. Oh my God.
1: And I, and I did my best. Did you
2: you rent a bus or? No, what I
1: did is I go, you know what guys, let's just go to my office with this is, you know, Cody and I went down to our office and I just whiteboarded stuff out with them and I started getting people just coming to the the office and it was just overwhelming and cody goes hey you know like we need you in the acquisition department too right (laughs) and so like that's essentially what i think happens in your guys's business and your guys's business is like when in the days when you and jared vidalis were like hanging out back in the day like Mm -hmm. in your living room in your garage doing all that kind of stuff people Mm -hmm. notice and then they start inquiring and you go dude i have to streamline this or else i won't be able to do anything else and so you create a course in order to streamline help people and you have to monetize because you owe it to your family, you owe it to your employees, yeah. you owe it to them to to charge for it, right? And that's basically what happened with me. Um Brent Daniels calls me and he goes, "Dude, you're an idiot." I go, "Why?" He goes, "You're driving people around in your car. He's like, "These people aren't going to be successful." And I was like, "Why?" He goes, "Because they need accountability. They need a community. They can't. You can't just do a ride along and change people's lives forever. Like, there's no long-term
2: benefits." But, but I'll say this: like, that sets you apart from everybody, right? Like that, I, that 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 personal uh, connection with people, it, like it is. Like, it, and it, I I get that part. Like, it, Brent has all valid points, right? But I feel like when you do that, like, you. You relate to the masses, and mm. you're you're accessible. Well, that was all passion. Yeah, and mm. you're you're accessible and because sometimes people grow really fast, and they don't, and then people don't have access to them. Right. I'm not saying do that now, but I'm saying all of that I believe was worth
1: it. Oh, bro, and it still is. So, like a couple of weeks ago, right? I'm on a TV show, which who like who cares? It's a TV show. But I'm on pretty a t- dope though. Pretty no, dope. Oh, wait, wait <laughs> well, yeah we, yeah we're, whoa whoa don't whoa.
0: undermine that because we're gonna talk about. But that like
1: too. a couple of weeks ago, about 30 days ago, I wake up and I go. Now that we're done filming, I have time to go back to like who pace really is. So I post on my Instagram. I go first two people that post, I'm gonna fly you out and I'm gonna take you on a road trip to all of my current projects. Wow. And I had this kid from Atlanta I'd never spoken to before, and had this married couple come out from Texas, and I spent the whole day with them and I documented it and I recorded everything we talked about, all their questions that they asked me, and I I made a free ebook or I'm making a free ebook out of it that I'm just giving away, and it's called my my day with uh, or yeah. My day with a millionaire and essentially just three people in my truck driving around, asking me questions, non-filtered marriage questions, this question, how I manage my money, how much money do I have in my personal bank account? And, like all those and questions. And this is an ebook. I'm going to turn it into an ebook with like videos. Where can and stuff. people find it? If I, it it'll through. take months to put it okay, together. Okay. So just, yeah. People, yeah. So and I'll just give it, I'll just yeah. give it away. But I do that because dude, it's the same thing that goes back to how you guys impacted me, right? Like there is that nitty gritty that you need. There's that connectivity that you need. You can't get through video. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no way I could have gotten that without going to your guys's event. The energy in that room and the energy when I go to your guys's events, it's it's palpable. I can feel like the last event you guys did, Freedom. Walking Everybody into that cried, room, by the
0: way. I I cried, you cried, I think you cried. Bro, like every every speaker cried. It was powerful.
1: It was powerful. Yeah. It was the it was biggest right. it was the biggest event and it was the most energetic event and that's again, people don't remember what you said, they remember how you made them feel. Mm. And so wow. when people left that event, they remember how you guys put energy into them and they'll remember that. It's like a tuning fork. It's like they can feel that vibration. It's insanely powerful it's collective
2: consciousness of, of the energy there. Bro, I, I, believe I I believe that I, yeah. that, I believe
0: that that Leaves a spark inside them for the rest of their lives, right. and then they actually they get through some of those limited beliefs and some of those personal limitations because of that one little spark that they took from that weekend. You know what I mean? And
2: here's a reality too: like there's so many people watching this and out there, there's so much more talented than us. They just need that spark. Right. So when they go to an event where I mean we're intentionally, you know, giving everything, um, it does give them that spark. And for me, like events, I am a product of events, coaches, and mentors. And they, they've all given me that spark. And now I am where I am and continue, you know, continuing the, the journey. But for a lot of people, like, they just they just require that spark. And that's why I believe, like, it, it's so important to be in proximity of winners. And that's Bro. what the event was. I mean, don't you guys
1: winners. currently feel like you still need that spark, like, at a different level? Like, yes. I do. Yes. Right? Like, even yes. being here with you guys is, like, another spark. Like, w- this conversation, even just hanging out with each other, yeah. is going to manifest something big in my um, life yeah, in six months. I feel it. You like this is the stuff. So like the ride-alongs and the things that I did, it was my understanding that the most important things that happened to me were always face to face, and like the energy of other people. And so I, that's why I love your guys's events. It's like when you say, "Hey, will you come speak?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to be in the room with these guys. Like, I want to be, I want to be around that energy." Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. Crazy stuff. So absolutely.
1: Then what happens is I learned something. Brent Daniels calls me. He says, "Okay, you're crazy." Like your whole, like you're stealing, this is what he says to me is really impactful. He says, you're stealing from your wife and your children. Mm. I go, what do you mean? He goes, all this energy you're giving into people is going to make their wife and their children a bunch of money, right? Um, or <laughs> no, go ahead. go uh, ahead. <laughs> Okay. So th- it's going to make them a bunch of money, but you're taking your time to go invest all that time with, with them. You you're crazy. So I go and sit down with Brent Daniels and Tom Kroll at Wholesaling Inc., and they're like, "We want to sign you and bring you on at their agency to like start doing a coaching program, right?" And am I? I'm not doing anything wrong, am I? No, no, no you're not. Okay, yeah, cool.
2: He's just taking video. Okay, cool.
1: I, I thought he was like trying to get my attention. So what happens is, I'm. It just, I was like, Brent, I don't feel like I'm a coach. I don't feel like a, I'm a coach. What were some of the thoughts going through your head? I don't deserve it. I don't. Mm. Why would anybody mm. want to listen to me? Wow. I'm just a guy that works hard. Like, what do I have? Like, I'm not the most eloquent, best storyteller. I'm none of that. All I am is a guy that loves to work and likes hanging out with people. And Brent goes, that's why you need to be a coach because you're not a guy that was like, and it's the same thing with you guys. I know that about you guys because I'm here in your guys' backyard. I know your guys' come up stories well before me, but- your come up story was that you were telling your story by authentically building your business. And it became such a high demand that you had to become, you know, and get into the education space. So Tom Kroll says this to me, and I ended up not signing with those guys and working with them. Tom Kroll says, your vibe will attract your tribe. Mm -hmm. And I was like, amazing he goes just be yourself be your authentic self don't think about being a coach or any of this stuff just be your authentic self and you will attract a community of people that will be just like you and has the same energy and so now my community i feel like is the most vibrant community in real estate my i would agree yeah yeah. no hats off yeah it's because my vibe attracted the exact people that i needed it's a bunch of paces
2: it's a bunch of paces yeah Yeah. and Laura's. and And Yeah. (laughs) yeah so that
1: dude it's and that's why like I'll do twenty zooms a week with my students, which is crazy. But it's wow. like early in the morning, five a.m. We're doing role playing. We're getting people hyped up. We're doing that stuff. I'll call their sellers because I freaking love doing it, just like you guys do. Where
2: do you find all this energy? I was just gonna tell them. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. I um, something that I've I've had you know throughout my entire life is like stamina and energy, just like you. Right. Mm-hmm. Wake up really early not even come home, especially when I didn't have a wife and kids, Mm -hmm. not even come home till it was time to go to sleep, right? Um, I had that kind of stamina my entire life since I was a child. Now, this is a different, like, people call this marketing stamina, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. what we do now, like, you know, this and this and all that, right? Like, hey, throwing an event, throwing a mastermind, blah, blah, blah. That's all marketing stamina, Mm -hmm. right? Like, where do you find the marketing stamina and how do you keep it? Because... Man, there's there's been times where I he knows this. I, I crash. Mm-hmm. I crash like every two years I seem to just crash like I and then I'll rebound you know after like a month, month and a half. Low like I'm, I'm still rebounding right now from my last crash, right. I went to Florida for two weeks, st- um, went to the ocean by myself and it was like it, it really got me back on track, right. And it's the first time I ever do that in my life, by the way. But where do you find the stamina? How do you maintain the stamina? And what do you do personally, maybe by yourself or you and your family, to reset and recharge in order to serve thousands of people the way that we all do,
2: and wow. serve your family because you're—that's one of the things I really respect about you. Like you, you go hard in business, but your family's there for the ride too. and oh, that, bro. And, and I've seen many entrepreneurs not do that, and I think you set one of the greatest examples for that. Thank like, you. I I, I, I I love
0: that too. I, I by the way. You know, we, we both have uh, wives, kids, and um, that's something that, you know, I wish I would have learned much earlier, right? In the way that you prioritize. Same thing. I'll give you a small example. We have, uh, how many companies are in here right now? Uh, there's like eight. Eight, eight to 10. Eight amazing companies that I've been. Eight
1: to 10. <laughs> that that are oh, no no no, no. <laughs> this is our mentees
0: oh their businesses <laughs> yeah okay, yeah okay. yeah you guys
1: have more than that probably I yeah imagine. we're running a two day secret mastermind I'm I'm,
0: I'm embarrassed to even say how many companies we have now because um we're actually gonna sell some and uh, we it's too many open doors mm-hmm. thirty one companies.
2: 31. 31 company, yeah, company services yeah yeah oh.
0: but we're gonna dial them in we're actually thinking about exits and things like, okay but we have eight to ten companies here that flew in uh that we're mentoring right mm-hmm. that flew in uh from different parts of the country and you know yesterday uh they all went and had an amazing dinner at sushi roku over at the w love that spot Love that spot right well you know I didn't even ask and I I don't know if I should feel bad or not but I didn't even ask my partners which is Alex and Sal for permission but I said hey you know love you guys you guys all have a great have a great time have a great dinner I love that spot Um, you know get the popcorn shrimp get the steak we were right. I said but you know i'm taking my kids to the pumpkin patch at the princess yeah i've never done that And
2: you you can't be i've never done that every time you say yes to something you're saying no to something else right Right. so you got to realize like the priorities in life and i respect that i've never done that to my partners
0: i've never done that man and i'm telling you like something that i learned when i was down in florida is i have to start you know uh putting myself first you know what i mean and no matter what's going on like this is very important but guess what I am serving these folks to the max. Like when I'm here, I'm giving them my all, my energy, everything, right? My love, but man, I cannot, you know, something that we learned from a mentor was, I need to continue to give my family the best of me, not the rest of me, you know? And I feel like sometimes uh, they were getting the rest of me and now I got to put them first because guess what? I got a nine-year-old daughter, I got a three-year-old daughter and they're going, they're growing very quick.
2: Will we'll say when you do that, it does feel you more I, in I, business. I back, I'm happy like you're a, more passionate, present. I And I, it's just like a, brother, a, a beautiful circle. I crap you not. I
0: when I went over there and I started, I was just present, right? I'm Just present at the princess. You know, we're getting on rides, I'm waiting in line, we're sitting by the fire, we're doing all kinds
1: of things. And today I feel amazing. Like Well, it, like let's let's unpack that for just a second. The real so energy. Yeah, yeah well, well, I'll answer that, that. But right. I'm okay. I'm more interested yeah. in this thing for just a second. Yeah, for sure. What's interesting about that? So, Cody and myself um, had a partnership meeting. We brought we bring in our CFO. He flies in from out of town. He's he is out of state, so he flies in. We have dinner, and we're sitting there talking about like the things that are stressing Cody out. And I'm like, well, why don't you have a personal assistant, right? Why don't you have a personal assistant? He's like, well, I don't want to burden the business. And I'm like, what do you, I have five? I have five personal. I have five people. Depending on what we're doing, I have a Kelly Hanno. I, ha, I have Anna Martinez. I have yeah. Reagan Phillips. I have these people that are constantly helping take things off my plate. And I'm like Cody. He goes, "Well, I don't want to like burden the partnership." I'm like, "Are you joking me? Like you are you are my brother just as much as like." My brother is my brother. We need to take care of you, so we hire a personal assistant for Cody, change his life. He's like, wow, now I kind of feel bad that I'm not working so hard. I'm like, Cody, I need you to be like energized in everything when you're here. So that's one thing about like prioritizing your family. But the other thing is the people that show up because I know some of these people in here, they're amazing human beings. They are. The people in here want to be like you guys, right? Not just in business, because obviously they want to emulate your business. They want to duplicate what you're doing. They want to follow the path you're in. They want the problem that you currently have, which is I have too many successful businesses. Yeah. They right. want that problem. Absolutely. The other thing that they want is they want the family life and yep. the personal life you have. And so if you're not living that authentically, mm. then you're not showing these people who, who like they really could be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so for you going and going to the pumpkin patch, bro, that's what those people needed to see.
0: Wow. And you know, I, I was, the, I didn't feel bad, but I, at the same time, maybe it was a good example. And I didn't do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't do that on purpose. Like, Oh, you know, I'm going to show them. This is the way No, not at all. I was just following my soul, you know? Right. And and now, uh, and I want to get back to what I asked you about stamina, but now that's, that's the thing is like, I'm going to follow my soul. Like mm-hmm. I, I need my soul to make decisions and not money, and not obligations, and business, and everybody else. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, you know, back back to you. It's like, where do you get this? Where do you get the stamina from? The marketing stamina, the business stamina, the the, the stamina to serve others. How do you maintain it, right? And then, do you do anything? By the way, this is something you might learn because it's something that I learned from one of the therapists that I, I at this uh, facility that I went to it was a wellness clinic, um, Utopia holistic clinic. They look at you from, you know, skeletal level, like the whole thing. Right. He says, Carlos, you need to start spending more time being, you need to practice the art of being and not doing literally. So what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> that means what I, what I was when I was in Florida, Yeah. I was being, I was at the beach. I, I had not, I had no obligations, I'm not answering emails, phone calls, text messages, it, nothing. Not on Zoom calls, nothing, right? I'm not even talking to them really, right? Oh, yeah. I'm just being. And that reset me and recharged me so much. I was literally, you know, feeding the sand every day. Sometimes a glass of wine and a cigar. Sometimes uh, uh, watching a little bit of football with the door open and hearing the ocean waves, right? I'm just being, you know? Brother, I worked in corporate America For 12 to 14 years, I never took one week of vacation. I used to cash my vacations in to get ahead on bills. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I launched my own business in 2014 with, you know, with Sal. I never took a vacation one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, whatever to go and be not do to go and be with my family or myself. Right. So that's what I meant by that. So back to
1: you, where do you get it? How do you maintain it? And what do you do to be. Oh my gosh, what a what a great question. So that's good stuff. That's a that's a really good thing like telling that to an entrepreneur is like you need to stop doing and you need to start being mm. somebody who has like red-blooded testosterone-driven I'm building 31 successful businesses. Hey, stop doing, start being. That's a really tough thing for you to do. Like it's, it's good thing that you did it. Um so I'm at an event like a couple years ago and same question comes up to me. And it was somebody comes up to me very high level in our space. We all know who he is. I don't want to bring out out his name because it became a, it became this thing that says stuck in my mind. He comes up to me and goes, everything you do is non-scalable. And I'm like, non-scalable, non-scalable. What do you mean non-scalable? Right? Because we all know in business, like we got to have efficiencies, we got to have systems, we got to have, you know, people answering the phone at the right time and the this and the that and the follow up sequences. Like that's efficiency, that's scalable, et cetera. But he's like, I watch you. You're, bro, you're silly. You're going to burn out Mm. because everything you're doing is non scalable. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, these ride alongs and this thing and you're helping all these people. And I was like, all right. So I really thought about that. And I was like, you know what? The reason I'm where I'm at right now is that I, don't do any of the scalable things. I give everybody else the scalable things and I do the non-scalable things, the real things of like being in front of people, doing the things that really, really drive me. And I get to do it with my wife. She's my realtor. So like I get to hang out with my wife all the time. She's my support system. So she is constantly encouraging me to go and do stuff like, hey, you know what? You look like you're like losing a little bit of energy. Why don't you do like a random Prius drive around or why don't you do such and such? Like I just found the things that gave me energy whether they're scalable or they're non-scalable, I do the, I authentically do what gives me passion. And if I wake up in the morning and I look at my calendar, it's something that I'm not excited about. I delete it off my calendar. I tell somebody else to do it. Not going to do it. I'm absolutely not going to do it. So you do say no to a lot of things. A hell of a lot of things. I only do the things that Pace wants
2: to do. Mm -hmm. And I wish I learned that early in my twenties. Is there a certain like question, is there certain questions you ask yourself like to get clarity on that?
1: Yeah. It's a lot of it goes back to like the Brent Daniels thing of like, am I stealing from other, somebody else or am I, is this improving everybody else in my immediate circle or is this stealing from them? And if it's something that it's like a selfish thing or whatever else, like I can't even come up with an idea on it, but the answer is no. Like, cause I know that going down and doing the selfish stuff of like me, 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 me yeah. ultimately b- will burn me out. Right. So, like, think about the 26 hour lives that I'll do, like those crazy things. Insane. Yeah. Do you know why I do them? I do them because I get so, just like you guys get these DMs. How do I get started in real estate? How do I get started in real estate? So, I'm like, how do I crack that code where that has been officially answered and there is no for more? Everyone, yeah. Everybody just needs to know, here's how to get into real estate. So, like, I'll keep coming up with these ideas to crack that code. And so, for me, it's like a video game I'm trying to beat. And so, That's where my energy comes from. I'm trying to solve a problem that I think a lot of people will get benefit from. And it's been a fun process of doing it. So it's just, for me, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like I'm grinding. And whenever it does, I do find myself burning out. And I tell myself, who else can do this? And I usually, the answer to that is Cody. I'll give it to Cody. Mm. Because what's funny is Cody gets energy on doing the things
2: I hate doing. Yeah, it's a it's a great match. Yeah, bro, no,
1: oh, yeah. it's the greatest. And like, I see the dynamic in your guys' businesses as well. Like, who takes things off your guys' plate? Sal. Sal. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, your
0: team. And yeah. you. I, he's lately he has stepped up like a madman. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. You know, like the pop up today, this podcast, like this dude made all of that happen. You know what I mean? So I'm. I'm man. Like. I'm so blessed. <laughs> and the, th-
1: the thing is for you guys, too, is like when Carlos is his best is when Carlos has all his energy. Do You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so you guys not only being OK with him going with his kids, but also encouraging that is what's great about you guys as partners. You're like, no, no, you need to do that, because when you are here, you're 10 times better because you're fully charged. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That is where like you just you'll never run out of stamina. You guys will dominate the entire world because your dynamic
2: is so powerful. So when you feel Physically exhausted, right? mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Are you golfing? Are you meditating? Are you getting a massage? Or, wh- what do like, you wh- do, do, do you- to be? Like what, how do you practice the art of
1: being? Oh, I'll, I'll play um, golf or like right now I'm learning how to fly. I'm going through pilot school. Sweet. Yeah. You want to learn how to yeah, fly. Yeah. Start right? in December. Bro. Oh, you do? Yeah, do you yeah. have a, a, a instructor yet? Uh, yeah. I'll take a recommendation. Bro, I'll give you my guy. He's amazing. He'll wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, jump in a plane with you and go Why cruise around. do do for... it together? Yeah. I'm... Bro, you'd I, have so, a blast.
2: So next year I to by a house in Sedona. So I, I think about this all the time <laughs> so, <laughs> with you. I'm like, homeboy needs a plane. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that, that's that's like the dream. Like. House in Sedona, plane, come to the office three times a week. Yes. Epic. Yes, 100%. That is the art of So I can just be. Dude, you need (laughs) it.
1: And the problem with that is it takes a year. So, like, I think my reset is, like, on Sunday when I go take my pilot lesson, it's, like, there's my personal selfish time, right? Right. But I also look at that and I go, okay, well, what's great about it is some of the things I love doing is last year – my wife and I bought an Airstream and we traveled around the Western United States. Yeah. For like five months. Yeah. I was like, I want to go visit my students. I want to go visit my community. And why don't I marry my kids and my wife together with this idea? And we'll go to all the, the, you know, the parks, we'll go to all the things we'll live on the ocean. And then it also forced Cody to go pace isn't here and I got to do these things. Right. So it amplified my business to go out and do those types of things, which I guarantee you, when Carlos took two weeks to go reset, that actually amplified the business yeah. in a way because it's like, no, Carlos isn't here. Alex has got to
2: step up and do some stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's purposeful decisions, right? Right. Like, it was like, hey, uh, hey guys, I'm just going to go and hang out at the beach. And Hell do- no. But it's purposeful, no. right? So- yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think understanding that, like, it it adds. Like, I was gone for six weeks. Yeah. And, you know, Sal's more in the office, and he was gone for a a month or two. And so, but every week that I was gone, it was something purposeful. Right. Either the mastermind out in Tampa, or I was out at a real estate development mastermind, or I was at Hawaii healing retreat. Like, that is purposeful moves. So... Yeah, just understanding that, especially as partners, like, hey, I'm doing this, but it's for the betterment of everybody.
0: Right. For sure. And and people sometimes don't understand it, you know, like, um, well, thank God that we're all on the same page and we understand that, right? Uh, but there's plenty of partnerships out there where they don't understand it. What do you mean you're going to a two-week – he went to yeah. see uh, Pratt, George Pratt, yeah, right? Dr. George Pratt. What right. do you mean you're going to Hawaii for – was that a week or two? Ten days, yeah. It was good- what do you mean you're going to go to Hawaii to, and hang out with Dr. George Pratt? You know, like, we got work to do, dude, right? Most partnerships would probably behave that way, but for us, it's like, you know, he always comes back, brings something to the table, he's recharged, and the
1: matter. Think about the level of trust that's there, right? Cause Talk like, down. you you know when Alex goes somewhere, you know he's bringing back a golden nugget that's gonna implement, be implemented in the business. Absolutely. Or he's gonna, like, I walked in here, and I haven't seen you in a couple months, and I immediately, the first thing I said to you was what? I was like, you've never looked better ever that's
0: amazing bro if i if if i I notice
1: it from a physical experience i can tell you the energy that he's vibrating is way higher than it was six months ago absolutely you know what i'm saying so like you doing all of those things and then your partner's trusting that you're going off and doing it it's
2: you are an unstoppable force cody just texted me we're bro we're gonna be pilots together (laughs) oh is he oh is he is is, is he watching (laughs) yeah yeah cody Uh,
1: going back to cody um, you know, let's talk about like some challenges in like a dynamic like that. So, um, Cody plans this trip to Colombia. I think it's Colombia. Somewhere Medellin is that in Colombia? Medellin, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so he goes for forty-five days, and I'm like, hell yeah, I can't wait. When are you he going? Le- he already and, left? Oh, he did the, that this summer. Yeah, okay. he did it. So he goes and d- does it, and then what happens is I come up with this thing where I go, I want to do this challenge called the zero to hero challenge where we go start in a random market with no dollars and we document ourselves three hours a day and we show people exactly how to do this thing. And on day eight, day nine, day 10, like we're getting contracts on the live. Like we're actually calling, getting contracts. We start an LLC, we start a website, we start all that stuff on the live. We don't do anything in that business unless it's on the live, Super cool. So we do that. And then I go, Cody's in uh, Columbia. I go, hey, man, I'm going to need you to do this, this, and this. I need you on the three-hour live for, like, the next 15 days. And he's like, yo, dude, like, I planned this for six months, and you decide to come up with some promotion in the middle of the freaking vacation. Mm -hmm. And he called me. He called me, and he expressed, like, hey, I really appreciate this promotion. It's been a lot of fun, but I want to let you know, like, you impacted my getaway time. And we had a, like, brother-to-brother conversation where I go, lesson learned. You're hundred percent right. And we continue to get better. Yep. That is what's magical about your guys's partnership too, is that I guarantee you it's not all butterflies and rainbows. No, not at all. Oh God.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: But you guys don't get offended about stuff. You go, look, we're, we're a wolf pack moving forward together. Like we rely on each other and we need to be honest with each other without any sort of fear yep. of like how somebody's going to feel about it. Yeah. You know, it's yep. an interesting thing. So it's powerful. And that's the thing too is like, where does your energy come from for you guys? I guarantee it comes from your partnership as as much as it comes from your family, and it comes from your getaways.
2: Like your guys's partnership gives a different level of energy. Yeah, it's in, interdependence and not codependency. Right. So it's ability to depend on each other and, and give and receive.
1: Well, you know what's crazy about this for like people that are watching right now, that are like I haven't gotten my first deal, and these homies are sitting here talking about pilot's license and like energy <laughs> and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Right. Like what going back to the first thing that I the first story I talked about where. Being able to see what's possible is as important as anything else. Okay, what is possible is partnerships that are building thirty-one companies together. That's possible. You taking two weeks off. You going doing ten weeks, ten days, or 10 yep. days in Hawaii. Everybody being able to go and do those things is what's possible in this business. And if you follow and you you like keep the same like energy, you're going to attract good partners. Which is what you got. Did you guys just find each other like
2: on a Craigslist ad? Or like how'd you guys find each other? <laughs> uh, no, it was, uh, it was a, a face. I mean, they were buying fix and flips. I was wholesaling. So it was just on a- This the, was the 2016? Wholesaling, full t- uh, wholesaling house full-time group. Yeah.
1: Right. So think about that. P- for people that are watching and maybe haven't gotten their first deal yet, they're like, I wish I had a partner. My life would be amazing if I had an Alex Sines or I had a Carlos Reyes. Like I, my life would be amazing. These guys, whatever. You guys found each other because you were out there doing- the work and attracting yeah. The there energy. was
2: there was an alignment of vision and purpose right. and values and and uh but yeah you're right it all it all started with that one deal right. right so for somebody like watching this and that's struggling to get started or in the business or you know find trying looking for their first deal like once you get that first deal and you stay in that lane beautiful things happen right like that one deal like parlayed and compounded into like 31 companies and right. but an, it all started am- with an that, amazing it?
1: life of the, now you're talking now. What's funny is like when I look at your content, when like your mobile home you grew up in, and you'll go park your car in, fr- in front of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that hits me like so hard in the chest. And now you're having conversations like, yeah, I want to get a plane and I want to live in Sedona half yeah. the week and I want to come down here half the week. Like a kid from a freaking
2: mobile home is saying that right now. Yeah, oh, a four thousand dollar mobile home that my parents bought off Craigslist. And then then yeah. this guy. Coming across mm. the country from the slums of Mexico. From
1: the slums of Mexico, did you have like a? Did you have a coyote bring you across?
2: Yes.
0: Well, the second time, the first time my mother brought me across. The second time, my mom paid a coyote twenty-five dollars and brought me through a hole in the fence in Nogales.
1: It almost sounds like like the opening scene of a
2: movie. Yeah, and like it's almost not
1: it. real. But that's the thing. Like, what is possible is, is is important to understand that this is absolutely possible. And in just a, a short matter of a couple of years. You guys, you guys were then in a position to impact my life with something I was genuinely struggling with. Like I was trying to break away from what I was doing, even though I was making money and I was living a good life. I was like, is it possible for me to go on and do this other thing? And everything you guys did led up to that moment in my life. It's freaking crazy how this works. I, I feel
0: like you're, you're just getting started.
1: And, and you know what's crazy?
0: It's like, I feel like we're just getting started. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, like we, we've been we've been in business for seven years. You've been in business far longer, right? As real a estate. contractor, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, real estate, right? Real estate. Um, but even on the education space, and, and forget the education space, you know, with the things that we really want to do, right? Like we're building softwares. You're doing uh, all kinds of stuff, which we're going to talk about triple-digit flip next. I feel like there's so much upside still, right? Like we haven't done anything.
1: So you guys had Grant Cardone on this show, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. And I was watching a video of him and Lewis Howes having a conversation this morning. And Grant Cardone, who's a billionaire, says, I feel like I haven't even touched my potential. That's insane. I believe him too. Yeah. And he, what does he say too, That which is really important? He says, the people who think that they shouldn't be rich are just selfish, Right. You should be rich so that you can actually change people's lives. Cause mm-hmm. poor people can't change people's lives. Mm-hmm. They can't change or solve a major problem. So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, if I could have one conversation with Grant Cardone, I would ask him, what is the big problem you think you're gonna solve in your life? Because that's really that's where purpose comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where purpose comes in. And I feel like I'm at a stage where I can't even see what my purpose is quite yet. Because I'm not far enough in that journey. Like I'm still in my reason. But
2: do you feel like the feeling internally is leading you there? Yes. Because I feel like 100. that's 100%. Yes, us. 100%. Like in our spirit, like we're, it's, it's, we, we don't know where we're going, but we know it's like somewhere over here.
1: Right. You know how to operate your day-to-day. You know how to operate maybe a year or two in the future with your current existing businesses and the money you're making and how to build up your employees into leaders and change their lives. You guys understand all of that. Yeah. But like as an individual, why was Carlos Reyes put on this earth? Was it just to build 31 businesses? No. No, not at all. Right. That's your reason you went above and beyond just one business. That's your reason, right Your why is why you went became a, an entrepreneur. Your reason is why you built 31 of those businesses, but your purpose is something that I don't feel like either one of you guys no. quite know yet. Yeah. but you're ahead of me. I think you're ahead of me on this and I think that you've got some light like at your in, in the tunnel that's showing you like you're on the right path. There's something magical that is gonna happen for both of you guys all of us
2: all of us yeah I feel like we're all, we're all going. going I'm I'm lucky
1: because I'm just following the path I, you guys are like the, got the machete chopping
2: down through the jungle and I'm just walking right behind you hey, but back at you too I'm like man like the, like so many things we admire about you and the community and your team and Jamil and it's like man it's it, one thing for sure is like we have to we have to make it more fun because mm-hmm. I, I, like perspe- perception on my end mm-hmm. Speak for myself like you guys have a lot of fun. Bro. And we we have a lot of fun, but we want to bring more people to that fun. Right. right? And I think right, that's right. what you guys do really well.
0: But I, I feel like, you know, again, right, I love that you just said that you guys are having a lot of fun, right? And I, you know, personally, me and, and my guys, you know, they know that. I don't want to be uh, a full-time, you know, guru. I don't, you know, it's all about the money and it's all about, like, what we're bringing in and what the education company is doing. I, I don't give a I'm going to cuss. I don't give a shit about that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I want to have, man, I want to, I want to serve with purpose. I want to serve with passion and I want to have a lot of fun winning. Right. Right. The money's like, you know, that, that shit gets old very quick, you know? Right. Like I want to have a good time winning with my brothers and I want to have a good time winning with thousands of other people and changing people's lives. That's what I want. You know, that's what, that's part of my purpose, you know? And I feel like you and Jamil are doing just that. I mean, think about it. How many gurus out there? Because whether we want to admit this or not, and Sean Terry called this back in 2018. He told Brandon Simmons that we would eventually be gurus. Like he literally said that. Literally, he said because I used to criticize gurus, right? Because
1: let's see, <laughs> isn't that funny? Yeah, you were there
0: when I used to. You were yeah, there yeah. at one of the events, and it was I wasn't criticizing gurus to be hateful. I was criticizing specific gurus, and um, you know, and, and in general, in and, and general, not one specific person. In general, because I I feel like it be, it was all about it was like okay they're no longer doing they're just teaching mm-hmm. right that was that was like a big problem for me because um I think that goes against my principles right I feel like hey you can't tell somebody else to take a risk every single month if you're not taking risk mm-hmm. your only risk is that transaction which is them giving you money that's no risk at all right. you know so that was part of that
2: reason lead from the front yeah, yeah
0: lead from the front hey I'm spending money, I'm spending money on marketing, you know? This is why you should too, you know what I mean? I'm risking uh, X amount of dollars and and overhead, this is why you should too, right? Right. Right. So I'm in the trenches with you and this is why you should listen to me, right? Right. Kind of, again, you're the epitome of that. You and Jamel are the epitome of that. But how do you feel about what I just said, what, you know, education, are you doing it still with purpose and passion? And do you
1: ever, do you want to prevent from it becoming about the money and
0: business and all
1: that? So that's the crazy thing about me is like, I have thousands of students, right? Thousands nationwide. I know their names. I know their spouse's names when they come on a zoom. Like the thing with like my mentorship is a, it's a lifelong mentorship. So like most mentorships come in and you have a six month time frame and then you're For out year, and yeah. you got to be whatever mine's lifelong. So I've got students that joined a year and a half ago that came onto my Zoom last night and they were like, hey, Pace, I've got a problem. It's a very specific uh, creative finance issue, very high level. And it's a question that I had never asked or had been asked on that Zoom, that I had 300 students watching that Zoom because of that student that like went so deep into their business. They came back, asked a question that gave so much value to these other students Um. I look at at this community that I'm building and I realize like that's also one of the best places for me to buy deals. I'm doing deals with my students. Like all of my out of state Airbnbs are all sub to all seller finance that came from my students coming to me and going, I have a problem with a seller. I need help. I go, let me get on the phone. I close the deal. I pay them an assignment fee. I let them watch the entire process. So I've married doing the business and building my community together. Whereas most people go, well, I'm either an educator or I'm a real estate investor. I can't do both. And I see a lot, We that that's when you become a guru. For sure. right? Yeah. And yeah. I have a really big problem with that as well. Yeah. Because going back to the very beginning of this conversation, I told you the story, when Alex signs says, look at this Podio lead. Okay, here's when we first called them. Here's this, here's that. It took 42 touches to this guy and 13 of those were text messages and 10 of those were calls and blah, 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 blah. Then we finally got the contract. That is the real nitty gritty that people need in this business yeah. and you need to be in this business. So for me, I've figured out how to authentically show people how to do creative finance and buy deals with them and then continue to encourage those people to become leaders and then help all the other people in my community. It is so absolutely fun. So I have a my purpose is like, I want to know every single per- person in my community. You'll see, every, I'll be hugging them. People have been in my program for a year and a half that are like, I've been kicked out of four other mentorships I've joined this year, but you're still available to me. That's funny. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, anyway, it's it's, it's amazing. I, and I'm having fun doing it. And I, I feel like I am i don't think that it's my purpose on life to build that community, but it might be my current purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's it, it will evolve with time, and you'll see those things as you continue as, to live that
0: as you grow your purpose will continue to grow right i always
2: think of this too it's like because you know i think we all ask ourselves like hey what's my purpose on this earth what's my purpose as a family man Mm -hmm. as a businessman as a husband and i always just go back to one thing and it's my purpose is to live on purpose Mm. if i'm doing that daily yeah with the people i love and the things that i love doing and the presence and being then i think that to me is winning that's to, you know, to have, you know, to, to find your purpose is just to live on purpose. Right. So for me now it's, it's just that like, what, what can I do every single day to create more joy, happiness and love? Right. Yeah, and make money along the way and, and impact thousands of people. It, it's so. really fun to like watch people like having this
1: conversation. It's not about like how much money are we making because how much money we're making stopped years ago. Yeah. It's like, that's not the conversation. It's like, what are we doing? And that's, Like you start, people start vibrating towards each other that are like resonating on the same level. And that's, what's so fun to be around you guys is that it's like, you guys are living life on purpose and I'm trying to live life on purpose and very few people are. And so it's fun to be around each other. That's why like these events are so important. It's like to pay, to be in, to come into a door full of other people living on purpose is one of the most valuable things that you can ever do.
0: Man, hundred percent. Um, we haven't even got into any like real estate questions. Right. But
2: yeah. Welcome to every podcast. I do. Right. No, (laughs) I love it. I love it. This is hour one of uh 27 hours. Yeah, exactly. Guys, (laughs) we're just getting warmed up. That was the
1: intro guys. Let's talk about triple digit flip.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. By the way, when you did your, uh, was it 26 hours? Yeah. Um, I was just getting home. <laughs> oh so, really? So I hopped on for briefly. I saw you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. Like, you what, hour it was like 15, three A. M. Yeah. Hour fifteen. That's oh, true. you were
1: just getting th- I was getting home and you're just starting. When I started, <laughs> yeah. And I went I, that was at three AM. What were you doing? Hanging I out. I went out for a uh, uh, Halloween party. Yeah, oh dope. Yeah. yeah you was, I started at three A. M. and I went till the next day at five AM. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, well, it was a Sunday, yeah. Anyways, that was great. Yeah, That's that was insane. it was fun. That was fun. It was a in, lot. Of in
0: which, by the way, um, I think Jamil, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you knew Jamil, he's crazy. Well, you know that. Uh huh. He hits me up. Um, I'm at Brendan Simmons' event, and uh, he hits me up. He's like, "Hey man, uh, you got the plug
1: on a private jet." I was like,
0: "Uh, I-, I think so. Why? What's going on? I don't know." Did he
1: tell you the story? Um, I was sitting next to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were we were on set with the TV show.
0: Uh, Jesus.
1: I was like uh he, you know what I said
0: let me put you in contact with somebody and then hey this is my good friend Jamil, blah 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 and then uh you know and the next thing you know he calls me back He's like hey uh well do you want to go to Vegas real quick and you know
1: <laughs> oh maybe I don't know the story oh this is really? a different story okay I was there when he called you and said hey do you have a Lamborghini and a cup such and such that no, we can No that's use? a whole different story oh, okay great and I
0: and I was like hey well uh not right now but you know we we're, you know, when you need it or whatever but uh anyway um I go uh he hits me up and he goes, Do you have access to a private jet? I sent him the information. And then next thing you know, he's like, Hey, uh, do you want to fly to Vegas with me and, and my wife? You know? And and I was like, uh, I don't know if I can make that happen, but give me one second, let me call my wife, right? So then his crazy bud and myself and my wife and his wife, like we all just went to Vegas for the day and When got- was this? At the cosmopolitan. Uh this was I like don't even know two this months story. ago. What? Yeah. You- Oh, I don't know if I'm even supposed to say that, but talk to Jamil. It was
2: again, you
1: it, know, what? Then, it, here's, he you said he what? used
2: a sub two card. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. It, it no, I just, <laughs> you know what? You know what it
1: was is like, they were so restrictive of telling us we could go and travel and do anything. Okay. And so it's not like he wasn't allowed to travel is he yeah. didn't want to express to them that he was going to travel during the yeah. TV show. Cause yeah. they were, everything was like, well, what if you don't, don't show, show up, up on there. time and what if this, that, and the yeah. other. So, we learned, like, if we wanted to bounce up to Flagstaff for like the afternoon, yeah. we didn't say anything to anybody. Yeah. yeah, we just went up there. So he hasn't told anybody that okay. because he didn't want the TV show to lose their freaking mind. Uh, okay, got it. Well,
0: <laughs> him and I went to Vegas. And, off, the record, uh, off the record. Off the record. Off the record. We had we had an amazing time. We had an amazing time, and uh, and, and you know that's one that's an experience I'll never forget. But anyway, I asked him. I said, "Hey, man, I said, brother, uh, what's up with pace?" He's like, "What do you mean?" Excuse me, I go, I go, that dude has, I heard that he sleeps like three hours mm. and, you know, he has like energy for days.
1: Uh So that was my question to you is like, how many hours do you really sleep? I'm like 10 o'clock to 3 a.m. So I'm like a five hour a night guy. Okay. Five hours. It's yeah. not, people are like, man, you only sleep three hours. No, I get up at three. And so people hear the word three and they think I only sleep three okay, hours. Okay, got it. I'm like 10 to three. Sometimes like this morning I woke up at 1.30 not because I tried to, I just woke up. and I was like, okay, it's 1.30. I guess I'm going to get to work. Take a dip in the pool. I did. It's too cold now, dude. What was like, the, Okay. <laughs>
0: talk, what was the first thing you did today?
1: So the first thing I did today is I went to um, my 26-hour live and I found all the seller calls that I really liked and I chopped them up and I sent them to my team. I go, these are the ones that I want my students to like have access to like to, and I want to, what I want to do is I want to do a breakdown of those calls where it's like I'm watching myself make a call and go, oh, I screwed up there, or I did this, or I did that, or whatever. So I did that, and then I communicate. What This is the other thing, living life on purpose. I hire people on purpose that live on the East Coast. So, so that, they're yeah, up earlier. They're up three hours before anybody yeah. else is. So I wait till 5 a.m. in the morning, and then I call them because now it's 8 o'clock their time. Yeah. So I've got my bookkeeper, Tony Counts. I've got my media manager, Kelly Hanna, who she text, you and her text yeah, frequently. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I then get on the phone with him and I have hour long conversations about like, Tony, um, we were talking about how we're not doing a great job with our fix and flips where like, we'll pull the money out too fast out of our account. Whereas like sometimes a fix and flip will go over budget and it's like, okay, well, where does that money come from? Oh, well, we got to put money back into the account. And the business is making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, but it's like, we're pulling it out too quickly. So it's like you have that conversation. Right. Those are the times where I'll have that conversation. Or she, they're just doing taxes for me. Like they're starting to talk about taxes this quarter because we, I got to know how much more real estate do I need to buy so I can have enough depreciation to pay zero yep, taxes this year. Yep. I love that. So, like, that conversation happened this morning at 5 a.m.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas, like, most people hire a CPA here local or whatever and they got to wait till 10 a.m. after that person's had their coffee and warmed up their day. Yep. I'm talking to somebody at 5 a.m. Right. So, by the time most people in Arizona are awake, I've accomplished most or more than they'll accomplish all the rest of their entire. How do, day. How do you
2: stay organized with everything? Do you have a task management app, calendar? I have a I have reviews. an app
1: called Calangoo that like syncs everything up. My whole entire team has access to it. So they see where I am and what I'm doing. And then I'm up really early. So like I my inbox is my to, to-do list. So if I have like, I'll show you my inbox is literally everything that I still have to do is in my inbox. You see this? That's my entire inbox. Mm. So like most, if I looked at most other people's emails, they'll have like 400 unread emails and they have all these things they got to filter through. My email is exactly what I do first thing in the morning. So I'll empty it out every morning. So I start my day with no emails whatsoever. And then I go live my life all day long and I do all the things I'm doing and I don't look at my email all day long.
0: You're probably a very organized and disciplined
1: person. I'm pretty, or, I'm very organized. People would say, Pace is chaotic, he does these crazy things, but I'm very- I, I really too. think
0: you're a very organized and disciplined person. Um, And I think probably a lot of that had to do with like your background and like construction and all the right. things that you had to go through. Because maybe at one point you were super chaotic and super unorganized and then like,
1: it was such a headache, right? Well, it's impossible, dude. Like you guys know how that is. It's like you start scaling and you start doing more deals. What'll happen is you get up to like three deals in a month and then five deals in a month. And then all of a sudden you go back down to three deals in a month. You're like, what the heck is going on? Well, it's because you're wearing too many hats and you're doing too many things. And so, yeah, I've learned, I wish like now I'm, you know, late into my thirties, but I wish I learned in my twenties how to just say, I told um, one of my partners, I go, you need to write a book called that's not my job. (laughs) And I, and and I wish I, I wish I would say the word that's not my job more often. Here's the thing I say the most often. People call me on my team and we have, you know, collectively, we probably have about 500 employees with like all the stuff we have going on. People will call me and I'll say, that's a great question for blank. Mm. And I just deflect, deflect, defect. And I focus on the things that I authentically want to do that day. Mm. That's it. I I only do the things I want to do. I love it.
2: Triple digit flip. Um, Isn't that crazy? How is it? First of all, the the release party was is epic, bro. Thank you for coming. And then the vibe like, was excellent. Like I was yeah. in Florida.
0: I know. I I was talking to Jamil. I think I don't know if you were on that same thread, but uh, I, he was like, "Hey, man, come through." Because I said, "Hey, Jamil, is there anything I can do to promote? You know, promote the show and promote the release party." But uh, he didn't really give me much because I was just going to blast it in different Facebook groups and mm-hmm. things like that, right? To show support, right? Right. And, um, and he didn't really say much, but he goes, hey, man, come through. And I said, brother, I'm in Tampa, or else I would, you know? Right, right. Uh, But triple-digit flip. Uh,
1: talk to me about the show, man. Like, how did it, how did it come to fruition? In so right? interesting thing. So a lot of, like, I on the drive over here, I was like, I don't think Alex and Sal and Carlos even know, like, how important they were in terms of us getting that TV show. Like, me getting rid of the things that I was dealing with at that time when I went to your event. And like setting those things forward and then Jamil and I, Jamil, I finally broke up with this guy that filed bankruptcy on me and I could then authentically live my life the way I needed to. Like I put myself in a prison. I don't know if it's like I'm a glutton for punishment or what it was, but Jamil and I then start sparking up a a relationship, right? And one day Jamil's like, okay, your crazy stuff of like going around and driving around in your Prius and doing ride-alongs is like so inspiring and like you how you authentically just want to help everybody all the everybody, time yeah. he's like why don't we travel around the country while i'm visiting my keegley
0: franchise is that and Pace do america yes Jamil and Pace do America. I love that because it was like the Beavis and ButtHead. <laughs> yes. You know, I love it. I love so it. So Jamil's like you, you're probably too young for yeah.
2: He, then the late 1900s.
1: Yeah, basically <laughs> yeah, okay. it was. It was actually. Yeah, it was. <laughs> wow, that was a show that like my parents didn't want us to watch, but my dad like snuck us in. Like, that was like South Park for me. Probably. Oh Beavis yeah, Beavis yeah, and yeah. ButtHead do America. Very out. much South Park of our time. One of them. One of
0: the characters had ACDC, mm-hmm. right? And then what did the
1: other one have? Mega uh, uh, Megadeth, or, Megadeth or, or slasher or something? I can't remember. Okay, I'll find out. But we so. Jamil goes, we're start, Kegely's starting to franchise across the country. And, yeah. you know, this is before I'm a coach. This is before he's a coach. This is before we're teaching real estate at all. So in 2019, Jamil and I both spent $180,000 in flights, hotels, rental cars, food, traveling around and doing pop-up great events. Great write-off. Great. It was a great write-off. Yeah. yeah. Fun write-off. It was a yeah, fun was write-off. Fun, so yeah. we would go around the country and we'd like visit his franchisees and We would visit parts of the country and spend two or three days going to like RIAs and talking about one thing. We would not, I would talk a little bit about creative finance, obviously, but we talked about collaboration, like collaboration, 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 right? You guys are trying to do this all by yourself. Here's what collaboration will do. Jamil and I are actually competitors. Mm -hmm. So we did that for a year and a half. And Jamil goes, I need like a 30 day break, dude. Like you just keep going and going and going. I need a 30 day break. So we come home. And Jamil and I are fighting over the same deal at this time, right? We're, he's, we're home from traveling and I'm in Mesa, he's in Phoenix and I'm, there's this wholesaler that sends us both the same deal. And I'm like, yeah, I want it. Yeah, I want it. Jamil's over here. Yeah, I want it. Now the wholesaler has a problem. No. Right. So what's he doing? He starts pitting Jamil and I against each other, but this isn't the first time it's happened to Jamil and I, it's happened to you guys, I'm sure hundreds of times. Right. So. I, I reach out to Jamil and I go, hey, you want to do this flip with me and let's collaborate? And he goes, oh my gosh, I'm bidding on that same deal right now. I go, dude, all right, let's tell this wholesaler, let's just lock in the price and let's buy the house together and let's collab on a flip. And Jamil's like, love it, let's freaking do it. So we collab on a flip, I go do a YouTube video about it. Jamil and I go do a pop-up event at the house. Okay, so I go, hey guys, Jamil and Pacer are freaking... Doing a flip together, and I want you guys to just come over here randomly. It was one of those mornings where it was like, 7 a.m., who wants to come to a flip? People come by. We get somebody to record this on, or we, we get Bobby, our video guy, comes out, records it, throws it on the YouTube channel, A&E sees it. Hmm.
0: This is from, like, a
2: while back? This is from a year and a, and a half ago. Okay. Wow. So you just never know who's watching. You
1: never know who's watching. How many subs did
2: you have on YouTube at that time? Maybe a 1,000. Yeah. Wow. Hmm
1: my Instagram audience has always been like my main audience. Right. And so at the time I was just actually, you were the one that inspired me on your YouTube, like before you would anyway. And, um, I had a thousand subs, but they watched the video and they reach out to me and reach out to me, reach out to me. It was like wow. maybe two or three months. I kept reaching out. And finally I replied back to him. I was like, yo, you're so fake you're not a TV network. Stop playing like you're a TV network. And they go, what's your email? I give them my email and they send me an email from A&E Networks. And I, was I thought like, it was like VA
2: or something. Oh yeah. I thought it was a VA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was yeah. being kind of rude with them. And then they go, they get, we get on a zoom, Jamil and I get on a zoom and they go, we have never, like we've talked to thousands of people that are flipping houses. We've never seen a dynamic of two competitors that are willing to collaborate to, for the better good. And like, that's what the world needs right now. It needs people that are not backstabbing and doing all these things with each other in this industry. We want to do a show about people who compete, but come together and
2: collaborate. Yeah. And the dynamic is amazing. Oh bro. Jamil
1: Jamil is like the most powerful character you could ever have on a TV show. Oh my God. You know, it's like put anybody else around that guy and we're going to have a successful show. Oh yeah. yeah. So they come to us and they go, so tell us about the dynamic and when we got further down the road, they were like, who else do you think should be on the show? And we're like, dude, my wife has to be on the show. And Jamil's sister Rahima has to be on the show. And so we brought all four of us together. And so there's four stars, uh, three stars in one pace is basically what it is. So Laura, Rahima, Jamil, and myself. And the show is about us talking about where we actually find deals, right? Like that's the problem with a lot of these shows is like, here's a house, let's flip it. This is what we're doing. Where did it come from? No. Who? What's the story with the yeah. seller, right? And so the beginning of every episode starts with us saying we got a uh, we got two houses. We're making a decision. One we have to wholesale. The other one we're going to fix and flip. And so that's the the story. And then we show us wholesale the house, and then the rest of the the episode we go off and we fix and flip the other house. Hmm.
2: Wow. Did you guys have any um any like hesitancy in, in committing to the show? Oh hell yeah! I was like, talking to like Ryan. What what thoughts did you have? Because Ryan, Ryan Pinedo was
1: like. I mean, look what Ryan is doing with his brand. Oh, excellent. He's crushing it. He's yeah. crushing it. So he's like, I I choose to kind of live in my own world where I can choose how I'm perceived and like how I grow my own audience by the message that I can, you know, convey. Yeah. They're gonna take words that you say, they're gonna do things and they're gonna put them in a way that is not what you really said. And I don't know that that is what I would wanna do. And I really thought about that. And it I, does I, happen all the time too. It does. Yeah. It does. And what I found is like we would record about 50 to 70 hours of content for the show. And it's only a 42 minute episode. Wow. Jesus. 42 minutes. And so it's not like us doing a YouTube video where like a lot of times you and you like you're he's doing a great job on his content. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. And um, like I see your stuff. and I'll, You're so good. You can go through and do a one take on a whole entire video, convey your message and help the person that's watching the audience in the audience.
0: I, I actually struggle sometimes, by the way. Well, a little bit, right? <laughs> my, but yeah, it's not It just, it just depends on the kind of day I'm having. Right. Yeah,
1: It's not an hour of recording to get a four-minute video. For sure. That's crazy. And that's what's interesting about the TV show. So I, if I knew what I know now and I could go back in a time machine, I would have 100% committed again. I, I've loved the, the experience. I mean, how many people can say you're on a national, national yeah. A&E?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, TV. Yeah.
1: A billion-dollar network. It, you're on, you're on there and they're yeah. posting us on their Instagram every day. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But what I would have told myself is I would have said, take more things off your plate and you need to fully commit to this one thing for like six
2: straight months. And yeah, that's yeah. I'm glad 30 days glad you brought into that up it. because you did the whole show, but you didn't like let down on no. anything. It actually grew. It grew.
1: I was yeah. just, I was grinding and working on all these things, but the things that like, I wish I jumped out of, is that inside of my acquisition business, I'm not like going on appointments and I'm not on the phone. I haven't done that for a long, long time. But if there's a really high level creative finance, like a seller goes, I've got like, I was on a phone call with one today. I've got a $6 million portfolio. I want to sell this, but I don't want to pay capital gains. And I know I'm going to get hit with this massive capital gains. I know how to overcome that. I know how to acquire a $6 million portfolio. The seller doesn't pay any capital gains. I love to learn that. I will happily show you. But I'm the only one on my team that knows how to have that conversation yep. eloquently and all the way through. So I would get caught in these world where, like, I would tell my team, "Hey guys, set, I know that lead that you're having a hard time with. Set an appointment with me for to call them at 4 p.m. on Tuesday because A&E is telling me I'm not filming at that time, bro. That never worked out one time. Wow, jeez. It's like you'd go, end up filming even Monday. We filmed Monday. We're not done with season one yet. Like we're still doing infill and we're doing whatever. And they go, all right, Monday we're going to be at Pace's house because we film a lot of stuff at my house, and we're going to be there. But it's only about two hours worth of work. Okay, eleven hours later, wow. Wow. and that's how it is. It's unpredictable. Things happen. They take a they take the recording and they send it to post, and then post comes back with notes. And they go, okay, I need eighteen more things, and now they got to set things back up, do the thing. It's wow. a lot more than what like we do for YouTube. You yeah. know, it's a, it's an interesting thing.
0: I'm. Uh... I'm afraid of that, and I'll talk to you after um, after the podcast about some opportunities that came along. They mm-hmm. know, and those are some of the things that I I fear is the amount of commitment and work you know that
1: that it's going to take. You know, I I mean the thing with you is like you I, it, whatever the opportunity is, you got to take it. You have to take it, right? You mm-hmm. have to take it, and then your partner. Like that's the thing. That's the thing about the TV show that's amazing too, is that even though like Cody, my partner is not on the TV show. Right. He's on there like as a guest he comes in in one of the episodes. He's not on the TV show. Mm-hmm. What's great about Cody is he doesn't have an ego. So he, it's not like he goes, yeah. that's a tool for us to grow our other businesses and yeah. we can see the the tide rising yeah. on our other ships yep, because yep, of the yep. TV show. Already. So when you think about like this again, who has what's the adjective we use for him? Unmatched energy. So if you can utilize this unmatched energy to go do something that I couldn't do, what Carlos does, he has magic powers I don't have. He was born with certain things, right? Wow. So you have to take what Carlos has and brings to the table, and allow Carlos to ri- let everything rise by going and taking whatever that opportunity is. And again, is. it
2: goes back to like, hey, is that purposeful? And the, and yeah, the yeah. answer is yes.
1: Yeah, yeah it is a hundred percent. And so, like Cody is like, I'm seeing the benefits already. I'm feeling it in our Everybody businesses. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yeah. In fact. There's only one person on my team that can do what I'm doing. And there's only one person in this room, in this entire building that can do what you do. Wow. And so you got to go take, you got to go take that opportunity, whatever the hell it is.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, we'll definitely discuss,
0: and
1: I'll talk to you after the show. I'll mm-hmm. let you know what exactly
0: it is. You know what I mean? So, oh, are we still
2: on the show? I thought we were just hanging yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> we have a uh, 24 hours left. 24 oh, okay, left. <laughs> great, 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 great. That's awesome. <laughs> what so, are, yeah, what other yeah, yeah, I want to bring something for? because so the title for today's podcast is creative finance. Oh, it is yeah, creative all right, guys. financing. Here we go. So uh, now that we're done with uh, Sedona Jets and planes and mm-hmm. all the good TV stuff, shows. TV shows. Yeah, yeah um, what what made you transition into creative stuff? Because I feel like you know uh, the wholesale side is i mean congested. I, yeah congested a little bit it's very possible for anybody watching this right but you decided to take like contrarian route and really master that aspect so of go business.
1: back to my story right where i had this gentleman file bankruptcy on me and i lost everything okay mm. i had to max out credit cards i mean i'm, I'm this is a guy who's taken home uh, in 2015 i took home a million dollars right yeah. took home after taxes everything a million dollars that was a long time ago i've been making a lot of money for a long time but then in 2018, I lost everything because of this thing that happened to me. And when that thing happened to me, my ability to go out and buy more rentals was completely zero, right? Wow. And so people go, oh, just use the Burr method.
2: With what money? Or with Okay, the- so
1: you want me to use the Burr method where I go get a hard money loan and I then go get a private money lender. I got two loans on the front end. Then I got to go refinance after six months to get one rental. That does not sound fun to me. I need to I need to build my my life back from this devastating thing that happened to me, which again was the best thing that happened to me in my life if you really think about it. And so it forced me, I had no choice but to go I have I want to acquire a rental every month. And we ended up acquiring um we average like still to this day we acquire probably two rentals a week. Wow. Right? So Um, And now we're doing multifamily. We're doing mobile home parks. We just bought a 50-unit mobile home park, 0% seller finance, $0 down. Amazing. Those types of things. So once I realized how quickly... I mean, did you see the house I live in?
2: Yeah, yeah. Jerry Norton's. I
1: bought Jerry Norton's house subject to. So like, what's possible, I realized what was possible within those first couple of months where I was like, I can rebuild my entire life in one-tenth of the amount of time if I focus on this one strategy really fast and that's what i did and so, so 2018
2: talk- you had so when the guy went I had bankrupt, like 50 something yeah so you had 50 so mm-hmm. did you like sell your whole portfolio majority,
1: i have one house to this day still in that llc is the one house i couldn't so
2: 2018 sell. to now wh- wh- how many units now well over 300 beautiful yeah it's,
1: but like now how it, many
2: years what, what is that in 36 months 36 months
1: yeah but here's like the thing is um now that you're doing multifamily, it's not houses like it's now a good hundred of those is multifamily, right? right? Like a mobile home park is fifty units. Yeah, that's way easier to acquire fifty doors than it is to go after one single family yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. We did acquire one yesterday in Fountain Hills. Another, it was fifteen grand down, zero percent seller. Is that finance. the one Matthew posted. Yeah, Matt yeah, posted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Matt went out and got that deal, right? So that deal, we just, add, anything seller finance or sub two here locally, we won't assign. We keep everything. Yeah. I ourselves. asked Cody like, Hey, if you have any uh, creative no. deals,
2: he's like, we're, buying, we're taking down everything. Bro. Yeah.
1: Zadie, like one guy in your guys' yeah. circle, he's a great guy. Just, I'm not the greatest friends with him. He's, he's great, but he reaches out. I think he moved to Arizona at some point. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He's here now. He's here. He goes, Hey, you got any sub twos? I was like, LOL. Bro, we keep everything here. Yeah. If it's outside of the state, like we market in North Carolina and Florida, a little bit in Atlanta. I will look at it from a standpoint of can I turn it into an Airbnb. So like outside of Cody, I've amassed a big Airbnb portfolio over the last couple of years, um, because Cody's like I don't want to do anything anything outside of the state, and I found a national Airbnb manager yeah. that manages all my stuff. So I get a check on the tenth every single month from all my Airbnbs, but I have not bought a property using a loan, and I don't even remember the last a couple time
0: of years. Well,
1: yeah. years. Yeah. So when people are like, what's your credit score? I, I literally, right now, I have no idea what my credit score is.
2: I couldn't care any less. <laughs> when would you say is like, for somebody like wholesaling and done a handful of deals, like when is that right time to add? Right now. Yeah. Right now.
1: Right now. You mean add to your portfolio or add sub no, two? No, add, add sub two, create okay. finance strategies. So this is the crazy thing for me is that I see more people getting their first deal from a sub two deal mm-hmm. than I see first people getting their first deal from wholesale. Makes and sense. the reason being is because pretty obvious. You actually don't have to be the greatest negotiator with sub two. You can pay more money than everybody else. It's a cheat. Yeah, It's a cheat code. Yep. But what I, what I always tell people is I go, you need to assign your first couple of sub twos, right? So I teach people, um, sub two seller finance and novation agreements, novation yep. agreements, like kind of like a net listing type of thing. Like, yep, yep, yep. Y- you know, you, you can avoid the upfront cost of a qu- acquisition. That's a whole another conversation for another day. But I teach people like, assign your first couple of sub two, go through the process, see what it looks like, get over the fear of like all of the paperwork and stuff like that. Cause there is some more paperwork
2: involved. Is that depending on like the access to capital they have? Always. So like for somebody newer that is looking to build up that bankroll, yes, definitely people, assign it. But what if somebody has 200 K and they're starting,
1: right? So it, are you, are they keeping it at that point? No, they uh, yes, they are. They're yeah. keeping it at that yeah. point. Right. So, and also like, what are your resources look like in terms of management? Right. Because a lot of people can't manage like to put their left shoe on their left foot capacity. Right. Yeah. So like, can I manage a rental? Can I manage an Airbnb for me? I don't manage any of that stuff. I, we Cody manages our, our rental properties. Um, my bookkeeper is currently re- um, managing my mobile home parks. And then I have a guy named Noah managing all my Airbnbs. Right. I don't answer one phone call. But when you're brand new and let's say you have a nine to five and you want to acquire a property and you want it to be an Airbnb. And so you buy it subject to you turn it into an Airbnb and you're like, I'm going to manage it myself because I want to keep all the money to yourself. Dude, don't do that because you're going to hate your life. You're going to get calls about the dishwasher and the this and the that because the Airbnb tenants are turning over every three days. Yeah. Right. So like depending on who you are and your resources, but I would aqu- acquire right now because here's the thing is like all of us make a lot of money. Yep. Millions, millions, not hundreds of thousands, millions. But at the end of the day, I pay $0 in taxes. Depreciation I definitely want that. Like, <laughs> I pay myself. So what happens is, like, all of my companies they send a K one to my holding company. The K one and that business is an S corp. That that holding company is an S corp. So I pay myself as an employee inside of that business. Yep. Thirty eight thousand dollars a year is all I W two myself. Thirty eight thousand. So last year in two thousand twenty, I paid eleven grand in taxes total. Oh. i'd
2: Whatever. Yeah. Make a course on that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right.
1: So like that is a lot of my students will come to me just for that one thing where they're like, I need to get rental properties quicker because most people will go buy a rental property and they'll go get a loan. They'll do the renovation. They'll get a tenant in place. That tenant has to be in place for six months before you can then refinance it with a new loan because that lender on the back end who does require credit does require a down payment and does require credentials like a w2 and job history and all that BS. That takes 6 months to get to that point just for them to go, "Oh, we're not going to fund you as much as you were hoping." Mm-hmm. So, for us like going like that seller finance deal that Matt got yesterday, we're gonna, that'll close in 3 days and I'll have somebody in there in 3 weeks cash flowing and in so, 30 days. So, I'm you can money.
2: depreciate a subject to property? Yeah, you yeah. you have the deed. Yeah. So as long as you have the deed, but not, right, so, so the loan doesn't matter.
1: The loan does not matter, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Two, yeah. two, two completely different things, right? You've got the debt and then you've got the proof of ownership. So the deed is the most important thing. Now there's other really high level creative finance stuff that I could like go, this is why creative finance is so fun because I could go 20 years and not know everything about creative finance. Okay. Yep. Wow. So for example, let's say that I have a property, you guys have ran into these all the time, where somebody has a lien on the property that you're like, I can't do anything with this lien guess what I do? I'll take that property over and I'll, I'll take that lien over, not subject to, I'll take it over with an agreement for sale. And the reason for that is because an agreement for sale means I have control of the asset, but the deed does not transfer. Okay. So the deed stays in the seller's name. I put an agreement for sale and attach it to the property, which shows that I'm the owner without transferring the deed. Why is that important? Because if that lien holder saw that there was a deed transfer to the new to the new buyer on a subject to, they'll call that lien due. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of judgments will fall off after seven years or ten years. So I'll go take over a property with creative finance that has a judgment of a hundred grand over retail. Like
0: and you're still cash
1: flow. And I'm still cash flowing, and that lien stays and in place. You still write it off in taxes. Have you? Have I,
0: you? Um, wait, no, because you don't have the deed. Never mind. Do you have properties and now? those that,
1: are the only ones that I can't write yeah. off. Yeah. Do you have properties now that the liens have fallen off? Yes. We had, we had one yesterday. Um, we, it didn't fall off. We talked it down. So it was a $62,000 judgment. It was about to fall off. And their conversation was, well, we could on a judgment, they have seven years and then they have to re up that judgment. They have to reapply for that judgment. They go, we could reapply and reinstate this judgment for another seven years, but you guys have shown your interest in negotiating this. So they gave it to, they knocked it down to 4,200 bucks. So a, a was 60 something thousand dollar judgment down yeah. to 4,200 bucks. So creative finance allows you to do things that are like insane.
2: What does that conversation look like when you're reaching out to like a lien holder? My wife
1: does the majority of that stuff. Um, and she just says, hey, we're the we're the property management company. And we're having um, like the property, the owner of the property is contemplating letting the house go back to the bank and letting it foreclose, which they're not. Yeah. And so the lien holder is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, because they're in second position. They're gonna lose your, yeah, yeah, yeah right? They're in second position. So they lose their whole entire thing. So we use that as leverage. We had an IRS lien. This was a crazy one on Des Moines street about six months ago, IRS lien, 80 something thousand bucks. And the seller was two months behind on their payments. Okay. Two months. They had talked to like 15 other wholesalers, realtors had listed the property, couldn't sell the house because it had no equity. And the IRS lien was like brought it well over Over what retail underwater. Okay. They're way underwater. So I go to that seller and I go, Oh, well, I'll just help you out with that. What we do is my wife calls the IRS with the seller and says, Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm a real estate agent. I'm giving him advice to just let the house go back to the bank because your lien is so big. Your IRS debt is so big. And they're like, okay, well, what are you suggesting? She goes, well, I'd like to negotiate this. And that's, I, we can't do that. IRS doesn't do that. She goes, can I talk to a supervisor? We've done this so many times. It's crazy. Okay, talk to a supervisor, go to a supervisor. Meanwhile, she's on the phone with the seller. How long is this call? Maybe an hour. Sometimes IRS
2: takes uh, hours to,
1: to get a hold right. of. It. Yeah. So you then get elevated to the next person. And then what you do is you tell them like, look, they're behind. They're going to let the house go to foreclosure and they're, you guys are going to get nothing. And now if they get foreclosed on their ability to go buy another house, which then you can apply another lien to is basically zero. Mm. So what, there's What's no in, there's so nothing for you to get. Yeah. And so they go, okay, what are you thinking? So we got that one talked down to 1900 bucks. 1900 bucks out, out of what? Eighty grand. An IRS lien, a federal IRS lien got talked down to like $1,900. That's because
0: the homeowner owed the IRS $80,000. $80,000. Right? In,
1: in back taxes. In back taxes. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard. I've had, man, I may have some referrals for you then. Give them to us. Yeah. My, my wife, Laura, is a ninja of that stuff.
2: That, that is, that's amazing. It's great.
1: It's really, really good. And then there's other things that you can do as well, like postponing, um, foreclosures. You can do that with create, it's, there's so many things you can do outside of just clean
2: cut and dry cash deals. Has there been a deal where you like, Hey, can't do nothing with it.
1: Yeah. It happens all the time. Most of it. Like we, I had a student come into my zoom last night. His name's Luciano and he's got a seller that goes, I will sell my Airbnb to you. I have a current existing Airbnb. That's right. a, a, appraised at one point four million dollars. I will sell it to you for one point nine million dollars if you give me six hundred thousand dollars down. And I'm like, I just bought a mobile home park for like twenty five grand down, and it's going to cash flow more than your stupid thing that you want to sell six hundred thousand dollars over. Yeah, right. So there's belligerent
2: 100%. sellers that are just non negotiable. Right. Right. There, that does happen. So, so that's you know the, the obvious deals. Is there like certain situations where you just what would, would recommend people to stay away from? Reverse mortgages. Mm. So just stay away from that.
1: Yeah. So like what happens with a reverse mortgage is a reverse mortgage is a debt is an instrument, right? So let's say a seller's in their eighties and they go, I'm out of money. My pension's not strong enough. My, I didn't, I wasn't smart enough. I didn't go to momentum all with all in boys. <laughs> I didn't learn how to make money. I, I don't have enough money to live on. H- haven't had too many 80-year-olds come through. <laughs> right, right, right. We welcome so, all of them. Exactly. Yeah, so they go to a reverse mortgage lender, and that reverse mortgage lender gives them a monthly stipend, essentially against the equity on yep. their house. Right. So what happens is that I have a buddy that does reverse loans, and his license plate says, loan to own. And what that means is they're giving these people loans with the intention that one day the bank will own that property. It's theirs. Yeah. It's theirs. So they're waiting for these people to die. So typically when you're taking, when you get interfaced with a reverse mortgage, it's through an inheritance or a probate situation where like a child inherits a property that has a reverse mortgage on it. And my probate attorney will go, Hey, um, these people have a mortgage. You might want to buy the subject too. And I find out it's a reverse, reverse mortgage. I go, the only thing we can do with a reverse, reverse mortgage is either a short sell, or if there's enough equity, we can just go and do a, a fix and flip.
2: And, um, do they normally have like a buyout price or-, or... Yeah, it's crazy high. Yeah, I assume so because they want the asset. That's where they make all their money, right? They're sitting there giving the seller money for 20 years. What pri- Like what price range have, or percentage wise have you found that they kind of
1: charge for the premium buyout? Oh, um, like an extra $100,000 above retail and all yeah. crazy numbers. Yeah, well, yeah wow. crazy numbers. Now with like the pandemic and like the prices of homes surging tremendously, we've seen more and more opportunities to do fix and flips on reverse mortgage homes, but it's not a lot. Right, most of it is like these lenders, they're providing a pretty valuable service to these 80 year olds. Nobody else is gonna come in here and go, hey, I'll invest money in you and like keep you alive and keep your, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a a value. It's a value. But where they make all their money is at the end where they're like, we want the house. So why does a reverse mortgage not work for subject two is because the lender is waiting for that person to pass away to take the house back. So they're watching the house. They know when that person dies and they're going after the house. They send a notice, they go you have 120 days to pay us off or sell the house.
2: Well, wow. yeah.
1: So reverse mortgages, I stay away from. Another type of loan that we stay away from is a lot of times we'll get fix and flippers that will reach out to us. And they'll go, I started a project. I've got a fix and flip. I've got hard money on this thing. I overwent on my budget. I'll let you take over my existing hard money loan and my payments if you want to finish the project. Okay you want me to take over a project that you've been mismanaging with a hard money loan that you're two months behind on and it's interest only not interested. Does it ever work? Uh, it's worked. I've we've probably done that five or six times where like if
0: there's enough equity,
1: right? If there's enough equity in our crew, you know how it is. It's like Jaden on your guys's team does such a phenomenal job, like running your guys's construction. Like when you have a really good team in place, our costs are way less than another yeah. fix and flipper. So we can come in there and with our efficiencies make a deal work. But it's pretty rare. If somebody's like, yeah, I have an interest-only loan, I'm like, I don't I don't want it. Yeah, it messes up all the numbers. Can I make it work? Yes, but it's the same thing. It's like, could Carlos have gone to the event the other night at Sushi Roku? Yes, he could have, yeah. but he's saying no to something else. And right. so it's the same, like he said yes to his family that night, no to the event, right? Same thing with- if I'm saying yes to that sub two and I'm, buying, I'm taking on a, a, a mortgage that's an interest only, that means I'm going to say no to something else that's coming down my pipeline.
2: And with, I mean, you have so many opportunities coming your way. Bro. Well, well let's talk about like if somebody's new and like they have like one subject 2 they're working on, like, mm-hmm. and it's like a tough deal like that. Like, I mean, my recommendation is never to force it because there's right. always more opportunity. But I feel like if somebody's like in that desperate situation, like they do do that. Like with, your, with
1: with a sell with a subject two
2: yeah yeah like um uh, you know say like that's their one lead and one one lead only oh
1: got it and they're yeah. like going after sub two yeah what do you mean like what what I tell them to leave
2: the deal alone yeah like. I guess the, the advice for the audience is like, do not force any type of deal, even if it's a wholesale deal. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. force a deal. Like I've seen so many people like buy fix and flips, like getting into the game. Oh my like, gosh, I got to keep do. my crews busy. My
1: lender's asking me why they're not, I'm not borrowing money. So I got to buy it yeah, all the time. Don't just buy to buy. One thing like I would say is we always go after cash first. And there's two reasons for that. Cash is always great to inf- infuse into your business. Like we do a lot of wholesale, not as much as you guys do, but we do a lot of wholesale but we go after cash first, one, because cash is good to have in the business, and two, because I can get all the story of all the wholesalers that failed to buy the property from the seller. So why haven't you sold the house, Mr. Seller? What's going on? What are you looking for that these other investors have not been able to give you? I can then get the entire story and all the offers and all the stuff. Okay, well, if those cash offers didn't work, I'm gonna tell you right now, I buy houses cash too. And my offer is going to be really close to those, but I do have another way I buy properties if you're open to listening to it. And what 10 times out of 10, like, Oh, tell me more. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Right. And then I, and then always like the, the infamous story that I have that everybody talks about is they go, well, how do you bring that conversation up to a seller? How do you bring that up? What's the script? I always say this, I go, well, if, if you're, if we gave you the number that you need to make this work, would you be willing to give us
2: terms? Mm. Okay. That's the, that's the line. So it's not a request. It's, it's more of a question in their hands. Right. And
1: I'm also, I'm also planting a seed of like, I'm going to come up on the purchase price. I'm asking you for something in return. I look at it as like levers. Like I give you something, there's gotta be something coming my way. Right. Or like a teeter totter. And they say, well, what are, they have no idea what terms are. There's an intention there. The intention is I want them to pause and go, "What's turn? What's turn?" What does that mean? And then I tell the story of my F one fifty. Have you ever heard my story? That? I haven't. No. Oh, it's a great story. So, <laughs> um, three three minute story. So when I was in construction, I had an F one fifty story, or I, 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 have, I have an F one fifty, and this is why I tell the story because it really resonates with me as a contractor, and also everybody knows what the hell an F one fifty is. Yeah. Everybody, like Granny Smith, knows what an F one. It's the number one selling truck of like fifty ever. years. Ever. 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 Yeah. Right. So what happens is the seller says, Well, uh, I don't know what terms are. And I go, Okay, well, let me explain it this way. I had a truck, it was a Ford F 150. I hit 320,000 miles on it. It was time, it was like starting to have issues, and it was time to sell that thing and let somebody else kind of deal with it. And I go to Kelly Blue Book, and Kelly Blue Book says that that truck is worth $5,000 in its as is condition. Okay, but we all know, like, if I throw something on Craigslist right now, for five thousand dollars, am I going to get five thousand bucks? No, no I'm going to get not. three thousand because yep, somebody's going to go. Down, for sure. I got an all cash offer. I'm a cash buyer. I got cash. I'll give you three thousand bucks. Does that sound similar, Mister Seller? You got something that's worth this, but everybody wants to give you this speed. Yeah, right. And they go, yeah. I go. So there's convenience there, right? There's a convenience factor. Speed, sell the tr- thing, get cash in your pocket. You don't have to cash a check. There's convenience there, but I didn't want to sell my five thousand dollar truck for three thousand. Because that truck had made me so much money. So, what I did is I'm belligerent and I decided I want to sell my truck for $10,000. So, I go on Craigslist and I go, somebody will make an offer. And so, I put my truck on Craigslist for $10,000. And three months later, I didn't have a squeak, a text, a phone call, nothing. And my wife, Laura, comes into me and she goes, hey, that truck is blocking the driveway, sweetheart. Is there anything you can do to get, sell that truck? And I go, what the hell do you want me to do? I'm not going to s- sell this thing at a discount. I'm just not going to sell this thing at a discount. And she goes, you're the creative finance guy. Why don't you sell your truck on payments? Wait, is this a real story? It's a real story.
0: Oh, okay. I'm bought yeah. in. Yeah. yeah,
1: It's a real story. So she oh. goes, why don't you sell this on payments? I'm like, oh my gosh. So I run over to Craigslist and I change one thing. I change the title. It says, F-150, will take payments.
2: Mm. And- Bro, I had to
1: turn that ad off in 30 seconds. Oh, my God. I had to turn it off. So what happened is, did I sell that truck for $10,000, Mr. Seller or Mrs. Seller? No. You're right. I didn't. I sold it for $12,500 because I was willing to give that buyer $300 payments towards my truck. Mm. And why did that buyer pay so much money for my truck is because Jose, the guy who ended up buying the house or buying the truck, but, and do you see what I did there? I dropped the word house when I meant to say truck. Yep. I used to do that yep. every time yep. I, I tell a it. story. I'm trying to tie it into the house. So, what happens is I go, Jose took that truck. He went out, started a painting company. He brings $6,000 a month in on that painting company, supports his family, and he can afford my payment. For 300 bucks. For 300 bucks. So, why did Jose pay so much money? Because of all those benefits he's getting. I made 12500 I made three, four times what I would have made on a cash transaction selling it this way. Wow. So let me ask you again. If I'm willing to come up on your purchase price, would you be willing to give me those terms? Hmm. Never bring up subject to, never bring up seller finance, Never. Bring, it's always a story.
2: Yeah, and I mean storytelling is a great way. Maybe Adrian should start you know, using it for them. And he then, should. And then <laughs> I, I
1: text Adrian all the time. I, I'll
2: send him stuff, and he, Adrian's amazing, by the way. Yeah, you nice. paint the picture. What are some of like the rebuttals you hear like initially?
1: Oh, uh, there's a lot of rebuttals. Like, well, okay, well, so you're gonna take over my payment, or you're gonna assume my loan. Yep. Nope, I'm not assuming my loan. I I'll send you. I'll send Adrian a couple of these videos I just did on my 26 hour live where the seller goes, so you're gonna get the loan out of my name and just put the loan in your name. And, nope, the loan stays in your name, and I shut up. Because that's their biggest worry. Their biggest worry is like, wait, the loan is staying in my name. Yep, it is. So what if they say, uh, well, I want to buy another house. Perfect. I have a solution for that too. So here's here's like my top five things. Usually, what I do is I'll preemptively tell them, hey, can I tell you the five questions that all my other sellers just bring ask? It up. I yeah, just bring it right just up. Bring up the awkward right, right. questions. It's like when I um when I like da- was dating my wife, I was like, can I tell you like I'm really I'm really not that cool. I'm just going to tell you the honest truth. I'm not that cool. I'm you not lower that... the standards. Lower yeah, yeah, the, the three, standards. The three things you're going to hate about me. Here's the three
2: things you're going to hate about me, right? Yeah. I learned that. Uh, do you know uh, Jalen White? Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, I got in real estate with him, but he's like the, my first friend. I started speaking on stages, right? And he would always say, "Hey guys, uh, I know I look like Justin Bieber on here." Oh yeah. But like, he would like bring up the awkwardness because everybody would think that. So, right. So we, yeah, we use a lot of that on calls too. One of my fi- the one of my
1: seller appointments that mo- like all my students love is like. I went into an appointment and I brought that. I didn't bring up those five questions, but the seller was asking me every one of those questions in the same sequence that I normally bring them no up. way! It was so amazing. Wow. So I kept that recording. Anyway, so you'll get um, what happens if you stop making payments. That's a great question. Yeah, that's probably top one. Yeah. So like, if you ever see aliens in my logos and stuff, have you ever see? Me- yeah, no, I okay, I love it. Where that comes from is I told a seller one time, like four years ago. I go. OK, let's imagine I get abducted by aliens and I can't make your payment because what happened is I was telling the story of like, OK, I, let's imagine I get hit by a bus. And this lady I'm talking to goes, don't ever tell people that story because my son got hit by a bus. I was like,
2: oh, oh, deal killer.
1: So I stopped using that story, and uh, I start. I came up with, what if I get abducted by aliens? Because that's one thing nobody's b- happened to them. Right? Well, you, don't, you know, well, we don't know. We Who don't knows, know. dude? Know. <laughs> my wife, my wife would argue that fact. She thinks everybody, you know, aliens exist. So I say, well, it, let's say, imagine I get abducted by aliens. What happens in that situation? What happens? And I then explain to them, the, we structure the paperwork in a way that you keep my down payment, you keep any payments I made along the way, and I send the, the property then goes back to you without a foreclosure process because of the way that i um, structure the paperwork and that usually overcomes that objection right and if they still don't have that i have other ways to overcome the objection but it's a longer story another thing that i that i hear is like well i won't be able to get another mortgage oh you won't well, why do you think that's not not possible well because my lender there's a great story doug hopkins you know doug hopkins yeah of course <laughs> so for a while doug hopkins was sending me all his like dead leads anything that they couldn't make work he goes here's an appointment go on it and i bought my own personal house this way so i go and this is where actually where this logo comes from it's an interesting story so i go to the appointment actually it wasn't appointment it was a listing agent that couldn't sell the property in his office that's what it was wasn't this one wasn't a dead lead and his agent reach out, reaches out to me. She goes, hey, Doug says you're really creative and you can help me in this seller because they have no equity in this property and we keep getting offers, but the seller has to cut a check to get rid of the house. And unfortunately, the seller just put $20,000 on a brand new house and he needs new furniture and a landscape package and he doesn't have the this money. This is your current house? This is No, oh, this is the, house or, p- the previous past- house. Okay. house. Okay. So I, we, we ended up buying the deal because my wife liked it and it's, it was up in Lasundas where we wanted to be. So- um What happens is the agent goes, well, how are you going to help him?" I go, well, here's step one. You need to get out of my way because you're going to kill the deal. So if you want me to fix the problem, I need you to get out of my way and I'm not going to pay you a commission. I'm going to pay you a finder's fee because you found me a deal that I made work. And the agent's like, F you. I go, okay, cool. No problem. Calls me three days later. Okay, how's this going to work? Yeah, Couldn't make it happen. Right? They couldn't make it happen. They had five days left on their listing agreement, right? So they, you know how agents are. They have six months to sell the house. On like five and a half months, they're sweating bullets. That's when they reached out. That's when I said, I'll pay you $2,500 to get out of my way. And they were like, no. And then they called me three days later, realizing now I only have 10 days left. So I go to I go to the appointment with Dave. Dave says, "I can't sell to you subject to. I love everything. You overcame the thing with the aliens and you overcame the thing with the this and the blah blah blah, but my lender for my brand new home that's currently being built told me specifically, I am only approved for this new house once I sell this one and get it off of my credit because my debt to income ratio is off. I can't have two houses on my on my uh, credit because my debt to income ratio is too high. Yeah, I go, that's an easy pr- solution, Dave. This is how we do it. Get me on the phone with your underwriter with your new loan with your new loan and I'll talk to your underwriter. So what I told the underwriter, and I've done it 20 different ways to solve this. We've probably done this specific thing where we've overcome that objection. Physically, we've probably done it 80 or 90 times. We get on the phone with the underwriter and we say, hey, I'm buying this house subject to, I'm going to be the one making the payments. I'm going to be making the payments to a servicing company that then will make the payment on my behalf. And that servicing company is a licensed third party that we pay like $17 a month to, to make sure that those payments are being made. They track everything, they do all that stuff. And the underwriter goes, oh, okay, no problem. As long as you have a servicer showing that the payments are not being made by Dave, we can remove it from his debt to income ratio.
2: Boom, so it's like, it's, so it's almost an asset to him. Yep, now. it's an asset to yeah, him, right? It, rather
1: than a liability. And so the way when you buy it subject to the thing you have to take into consideration is that debt to income ratio, let's say it's a, it was it's a nineteen hundred dollar payment. They will only take seventy-five percent of the debt to income off of that nineteen hundred. So they'll take fifteen hundred dollars roughly off of it and keep like four fifty on his DTI yep. up until the 12, 12th month and one day. Then it's a hundred percent. Okay. But you have to have it serviced by a servicing company. So like one of our friends, I won't bring up his name, calls me up. He goes, dude, I did this thing a couple of years ago. Now the person's trying to get a loan and they're coming to me and I don't know what to do. And I go, okay, we'll call your servicing company and have them provide the the fact that you've been making the payments over He goes, I didn't use a servicing company. Oh, he's paying them direct. He's paying, going down to the bank and paying the bank directly. Right. It's like these little things that people don't know about no. that I had to learn the hard way, went through the valley of the shadow of death to learn this stuff. So I overcome that all the time right? Um, A lot of times I'll get over, people go, I have a VA loan and I can only get one VA loan in my name. And now I'm going to go get another VA loan. And I have to get rid of this one to get that one. All of this are myths. All of these are myths. I've overcome every single one of these. I've never ran into one of these objections. I wasn't able to overcome. Wow. Mm -hmm. Ever, ever. I have recordings of them. I have video of me overcoming them. Like I, Adrian, and I should just do like a couple of lives where he just gives me all his dead leads, and we just sit next to each other, and I'll go through all the calls. We
0: have over fifty thousand of them,
1: bro. We should be hanging. I should be hanging out with Adrian and just having a good yeah. time. We have more than enough room
2: for for you here. Right. We should. Yeah. We, we should. should down call, down I should days, collaborate
1: like, with him and just go. All right. Let's have your team stack up like all your worst leads. I want the worst of the worst, and we'll go. We should through. probably do
2: like
0: a, um, like a live of that. Or I something. would love to. Yeah. We, we have, have literally. We literally have over fifty thousand
1: leads. I
2: believe it. There's, I mean, there's such a, I, I want to keep learning. Um, there's, Dude,
1: there's so much I could literally talk about. This is where my passion is, and it has been obviously for a long time. Well, it kind of saved your life. It did save my life. Yeah. And and I think that is why I talk about it so frequently and why it's like my main focus. And I, it's all I – I'm like,
2: everybody needs to know this, right? Yeah. It's like – I mean, you mentioned video game earlier, and it's like a cheat code. It is, is a it cheat like code. A up, down, up, code. down,
1: left, right, A, B, A, B, start, right? Boom, like, 300 boom. units. Exactly.
2: <laughs> let,
0: let me ask you this. Why, why do not enough real estate investors practice sub two?
1: Well, it's interesting because like, why don't more real estate agents wholesale deals?
2: It's,
1: it's like either a you just learn, habits they don't maybe. have the cheat code they need right to the or they're not searching for enough information. But why don't more people do it? Is because I think in the industry, the low like people go, what's the easiest way to get into real estate, and we already know the answer is wholesale, wholesale. real estate. Yeah. My answer to that is wholesaling creative real estate because I think it's easier to pay top dollar to somebody with terms. Like that. Mo- the last mobile home park that I bought, I bought it at full retail, $600,000. And it came from a Brent Daniel student that's like, I can't do anything with this because I've learned how to do cash. I have to offer this guy 370 to make it work. Wow. And I'm like, I'll pay 600 bucks. Let me talk to the seller. So- uh, You mean
0: 600,000?
1: 600, 600,000. I'll pay $600,000, no problem. And I paid him a thirty thousand dollars assignment fee on top of that. So I paid wow. six hundred thousand plus a thirty thousand dollars assignment fee for him to bring me a deal at full retail. And after as he gets his check, he goes, "That was
2: my first deal." Oh my god! Wow! What a, I mean, what a first deal! What is, right. it, what is well,
0: it? What is it? What is it going to uh, cash flow? for?
2: That
1: me? one makes me eighty five hundred bucks a month net. Oh,
2: it, brings 15, it brings in
1: fifteen. brings in fifteen thousand dollars after my expenses and my my stuff. Our net is like eighty five hundred bucks. Hmm. Wow! Yeah, yeah, buying
0: income. What right. was the occupancy on that?
1: It's hundred percent occupied. Mm. How, the the thing that's interesting, this is like another conversation for another day. I could sit here and talk. Yeah, we have to run this back. So like half my <laughs> half my units on that are owned by me. The other half are owned by the tenants, mm. because it's a mobile home park, right? I prefer not to own my own units, because when I own my own units, what happens is I get a service call. I get somebody complaining about the such and such. But these people over here, they're just renting my. Dirt.
2: Yeah.
1: No. You're renting my dirt from me. That's what you're doing. And people somebody asked me the other day, what do you do for a living? I go, oh, I rent dirt. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I rent dirt. Right. So these ones that I I own, I have to maintain them, I have to worry about them. And then I have to collect additional rent for them renting the unit. So inside of my mobile home park, I'm now going to these individual units and I'm seller financing the unit to them to take the unit off of my own out of my ownership. That's yours. I'm seller financing that to you. So I'll give them like zero percent interest on these units just so they take them off my plate. I don't want to own any if, yeah, units. Yeah, it's,
2: it's worth. Yeah, it's worth the. Delegation. I want to own dirt.
1: I want to own dirt. And so, what's crazy is like Yuma is where I'm choosing to acquire that because it's a lot of Californias coming. Californians coming in and saying I need yeah. to be close to California because I've got family here, but I can't afford to live here anymore. So Yuma's growing, and you've got all these mobile home parks. So many mobile home parks, right? So. And it's close enough for me that I can, as I'm driving to San Diego with my car, yeah. Yeah, it's on the way. Yeah. I can go, hey, th-
2: hey, we own that. Or, hey, we own that. Like, that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, it's yeah. so dope. You got any events coming up? Um, I think the demand. The demand is, is there. Well, we got the pop up today. Well, no, well, yeah, we no, got the pop up today. Specifically, yeah. creative finance. Right? No, yeah, for sure. Like, when so you, the chap- when's your next mastermind? So, How my mastermind
1: people, is yeah. exclusively only for my existing for students. students. So, like, you'll never see me talk about it because it's only for students that are already inside my program. Right. So, like, I don't, I run a mastermind. Cody and I run a mastermind, but it's only for sub two students. So, people are like, I want to join your mastermind. I'm like, sorry, man. You, you got to like, join the you mentorship. Gotta, like, go join.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah either, that makes sense. Either join or, like, go tag in with like one of my students. Like that's the thing is like, there's a lot of people you guys have educated that are out there now helping other people. Like guys, if you don't have the money to join an event, you should still be be becoming friends with other people who can, you know what I'm saying? And bringing value to them. And I think that that's not talked about enough of like, how do I get started? Go link in with somebody else, go squat up with them.
2: Yeah. And it starts with going to events and reaching out to people. And I always think like, man, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like for somebody new in real estate coming to our you know our our meetup tonight, right? Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? It's like nothing but like you meet some really
0: cool people and you have a couple drinks, or if you don't
2: even talk to nobody, like you're still at the same spot in which you first came in. So like nothing really changes, and it just comes down to putting yourself in proximity with the winners, and uh, yeah. Let me let me ask you guys a
1: question real quick. I know this is probably the longest podcast you guys have ever done.
2: Is it? uh, No, I think we did like three hour one. That's who was it? No. It was it was like was it, two and a half. If it was
1: Grant Cardone, no, no, I think
2: it was like Keith Everett. Oh, no. dope! I could see that happening. So I don't, what? I don't think. I think this might
0: be the long. And by the way, I well, we, promise you this. Uh-huh. I promise you this. It feels amazing to just sit here and be talking. Like, oh yeah, I, it hasn't felt like you know like your normal like yeah you know just conversation like, with the boys. Sometimes podcasts could be draining, you know. Like oh yeah, but it's worked. This one feels like we're just chopping it up.
1: Bro, well, cause we're first off we're homies. Second oh, off, yeah. we're all doing deals, and and it's like we're talking about fun stuff, right? I'm like, actually learning. I'm like
0: learning, like man, like I love this, you know, cause I don't know if you heard, but um, Alex
1: is taking notes.
2: I always do. I yeah, mean, I, I just I, I'm I, a student of the game.
0: I I love I I love growing and I love learning. Um, I brought uh Brandon Simmons a few months ago. Love Brandon, right? To um to teach our guys. Um, you know, say so, hey, man, what do I gotta do? How much do I gotta pay you to just come over here for two days or whatever? Came over here, taught our guys, and I think the first like the first week, the first week we picked up like nine. Kids,
1: I I remember you and talking about financing that. deals. Yeah. I saw it on Facebook. It was like ding 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 ding. It was great. It yeah. was
0: unbelievable. But and you know what? I feel like our guys, they're still stuck. In oh yeah, old ways. Yeah, know?
1: it's you default back, right? So like, Oh yeah, for sure. What needs to happen is like Adrian and I, and I need to hang out a little bit and then yeah. like you have all your guys tee up Adrian to do those calls and he just he'll become like a creative finance master. Adrian's yeah. good at golf by the way too. Oh, is he? I, oh, he's pretty so damn I, good. I think i might terrible. have to do a, yeah, we might
2: have to do a, a, Maybe one day we will golf, but oh, i we should. A, now investor the Western tournament. Good. What's
0: crazy yeah. is I'm a Journey like around? I'm 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 a real athlete. Like, Mm -hmm. you can ask him. Like, you know, I play football. I don't need to ask anybody. Look at this. Look at this guy. I play football. I play basketball. You know, I play softball, volleyball. Like, I do it all. Cricket? I cannot golf. I haven't really tried. I think we tried. I tried golfing Did you try playing with
2: Jared Vidalis? Jared's good. Yeah, Jared's good. Is that who you played with? No. no, I played with him a few times.
0: I haven't. No, but um, I just, you know, I think golf has its own, like, lane. You know, like, it's not about, I'm so used to, like, Power, right? I'm right. used to, you know, power and you know what I mean? Like this. Like Bryson Rays? You know, <laughs> I'm really used to like, you know, power and things like that
2: or, or uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, golf is very much about finesse. It's about finesse. Well, I look at it this, like compare golf to like sub two. Oh my like, gosh, like, dude. Ha- like no, how, I do, how do don't. you like, how do you go learn that? Like the, it, go- golf and sub twos is a There's skill There's so that you many can parallels to yeah. golf in real life, really. It's
1: like, also like you have one ball and your solution is to get in the hole, right? So you have all these tools in one bag and depending on the length of the shot and where you're at and where the trees are, you choose a different tool. So it's very similar to real estate. You're like that doesn't solve this problem. I'm not going to take my putter out on the tee box. No, why would You it? know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to use my driver right now. Like, don't be stupid. Can't wholesale a 600k. No, uh, no, you home can't park, wholesale. But it. you
2: could bring out maybe your wedge. Well, you can't. That's <laughs>
1: the thing is you can wholesale it. You just have to lock different. it up creatively and then wholesale the creative terms. Love it. Yeah. That's the thing, right? And that's another tool in the box. So that, like, when I Last time I spoke on your guys' stage, which was what an event! Freedom. You closed out with a bang. What an I event! Loved it, yeah. I, well, you guys that day with like Tim's story and like what a random thing that happened. Yeah, like, yeah it was, we, he was not like, it was scheduled. Unpl- yeah. I've never even met him in person prior to that. I know, and he just walks in. That was like energy. Said, What's going on over here? Let me light up the, a thousand people real quick. It was that was cool. But when I was yeah. there, I was like, I. It's hard to be able to talk about like your story and why people should listen to you, which is really important. And then have enough time to talk about creative finance. So like yeah. what my hope is tonight, I can actually deep dive into creative finance with people yep. and get us some nitty gritty. Like my goal is to melt some brains. where people I want people to be like, I don't understand that. Great. Tell me why. Let's answer let's that. Let's do some that, Q&A. Yeah. Let me it, debunk it. Let me solve it. Let me deep dive on an, an exact exact example. I'll give you an address. I'll show you a document. Whatever it is you want, and Let's that's go. that's
2: what it is tonight. Because um, there's no keynote speaker. Right. This is all like educational, real personal. How could you choose audience. one? You're, I mean, your you, cup of tea.
1: Look at all your look at all your freaking people that are coming to the yeah. event. You, like this how is, you choose
2: one speaker out of all that? Yeah, to be so keynote? you know, people will be served tonight. It's it's going to be a blast. I'm right. looking forward to it. Me I too. Love
0: it. I love the dynamic that you set it up. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm on a panel with uh, Jake and Zach, and I was like, "Hey, do you need me on that panel?" There's plenty. Like, there, there's definitely. I don't want to. Like, I've you know, I've, I've done enough public speaking to like, I don't want to take away from you know Zach, cause right. Zach, and and Jacob Blank, and some of these guys. That have so much to give and so much, you know. I even told him, I'm like, hey, you should stick Sal in there, you know, because Sal. I feel like he doesn't do enough of, you know, public speaking and things yeah. like that.
2: I think everybody will. will and that's have the only a...
0: reason it's like I asked him, like, bro, do you need me? Because I don't want to steal the show. I don't want to take away from anybody else. You know what I mean? So, anyway, let <laughs> me ask you this. Go yeah, ahead. No, you go ahead. No,
1: no, you 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 first. You respond. I was gonna say I sent I sent the um, the dais to my wife, right? And I was like, hey, here's the event. Here's the times, like. Because we got a baby so she'll show up like when she can and whatever else. Yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh, like that lineup is insane. She's like those all the guys on there that's a, that's gonna be a killer event.
2: yeah and then to end it, you know we'll, we'll all be on and it, it what I my intention is like to have like almost a live podcast mm. that it's like where, gonna be like that that's really what it is like just give people like that access um because we we did that concept in uh, one of the GWT tours with max and and the guys out there and the people loved it. So if you could Dude, do like that a live was, that was
1: an event that I was like, I was so jealous to see like you, Chris Jefferson, like all those guys rolling around. I was like, that's a squad that you would like want to be around, that was dope.
2: Yeah, we're coming to Phoenix, so we'll all have to I'll collab. I'll, defi-
1: I'll yeah. definitely be in the audience, that's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Here, let me ask him Collaboration. This, this
2: is important
0: because I believe that you are a very uh, experienced, savvy investor. Where do you see the real estate market headed?
1: So I, this is, there's two conflicting sides of me. I, there's the, a phrase that I came up with a couple of years ago. I said, uh, equity comes, equity goes, but the cash will always flow. Yeah. And I really don't care what happens in the market. What I care about is what is my ability to cash flow. Um, that's one sentiment. That's one feeling. The other feeling is like it, makes, it does make a big impact on me because I do do wholesale deals and I do a lot of um, fix and flip like yep. you guys do. And like, if the market has an issue, our fix and flip businesses take a pause. Yeah. Right. Or we slow have to slow down. Yeah. We have to sit down for like sixty days to like assess what's going on before we start acquiring again or whatever. So I see with inflation, and I see like, bro, the stuff that's going on. Last year, we made six million dollars just in appreciation on our properties. Wow, that's amazing. My net worth on just the appreciation of our, of our properties went up six million dollars just from houses one sitting year. in one year. Yeah. One year. So you look at that stuff and you see them printing money, you're doing all that kind of stuff. I go, look, the real estate market at the end of the day when you're buying and holding, it really doesn't matter because I'm going to buy and hold for the long haul, right? I'm buying and holding for the long haul. But with inflation, there's no way this is slowing down for at least 36 months, at least. Mm. And even if it does slow down, guess what? We all have wholesale. Wholesale is one of the most beautiful things in the world where you can get in, get out.
2: Mm. Bring out the driver. Right. Bring wedge. out the driver, dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: That's yeah. it. So I'm, um, I think that we're, I don't, I'm not worried about anything for 36 months. I think inflation is driving things up. I think demand is all there. Even a black swan event as strong as COVID couldn't touch what's going on in our real estate market. It mm-hmm. actually just amplified it. Yeah.
2: yeah, Boosted everything. Yeah.
1: So for, but here's the thing with Cody and I, we had this conversation, our partner every Monday night after our, my podcast with Brent and Jamil, I have a partnership. Meeting. Is that still running? Yeah. yeah. Wholesale hotline every week. No. Yeah. So we, um, and your episode was one of the best, by the Thank way. Thank you, man. Phenomenal. I love that one. I, it was phenomenal. such a good time. So we um, we have a meeting every Monday for about two or three hours. And Cody and I talked and we said, hey, you know what we need to do? We, we need to gear up for a black swan event for another in 24 months. Let's stress test all of our businesses. Let's stress test, stress test everything. So we're bringing in our CFO to like take 2008 numbers and throw them on top of all of our rentals. Wow. I love that. And go. What happens if this happens? What happens if this? What cash do we need? What happens if this? And so we're stress testing. And I can tell you, there's businesses that will not make it if mm-hmm. we're, if they're currently in stress the situation tests. they're in. Well, I love it. Preventative measures. Right. And yeah. then we then make goals and like in our cash flow, our, our cash flow in our fix and flip business is something that we're always robbing, because it's like, oh, let's go buy a title company, right? So what we do is like, okay, a title company might cost two hundred grand. Let's take that 200 grand from our fix and flip business and go put it over to here or whatever. Yep. Then our fix and flip business goes, Hey, there's a change order for $12,000. Like, Oh crap. We got to now. Br-. So like, we're changing a lot of the measures we have in our business of where, where our money sits to prove, to prepare for a, another black swan
2: event. Boom. Yeah. I love that. So, well, we, we've done this with a few guys and uh, I remember when Charlie rocket, do you know Charlie? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Rockets crushing,
1: bro. I've been following <laughs> him for three years and I told my media team, like I want to go on an RV trip. That's, he was one of the reasons why I went on my trip. I think we can spark up that conversation. Yeah. We're really good friends with yeah, him. We're, we're, bro, he's, he, dude, he's, we we're
0: there right from before the he world blew up. knew who Charlie rocket was. And, uh, I'm telling you, man, uh, that's special. You know, what's crazy. He told us he was going to do this right and yeah. and don't get me wrong i saw him struggle mm-hmm. like i was there at his first event i spoke at his event it was called uh U- utopia or- Quantop- or
2: Quantop-
0: Quantopia? contopia i was there at his first event and i saw you know he had a couple hundred people or whatever but I saw like all the struggles and he just kept at it and kept at it and kept at it. And then he bought that old mobile home and then you know what he has now, right? Stay yeah. true to the, the purpose. Um, he stayed. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like I saw him struggle. Oh, he's like breaking down
1: on the road, his weight situation, all I, the mon- all no money.
0: His stress, his anxiety, uh, you know, finances, like everything, right? And he stayed with it. He stayed with it and look where he is today.
1: And he he is just beginning to.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it's, it's for sure.
1: Like, who? Like, that's what this dude's, he's on a whole different... Vision. He, yeah, he thinks outside, super outside. Yeah. The vision that nobody else has. It's epic. Unbelievable. Like, he was on stage doing a collaboration with Nike recently. Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's... he's Big time. I'm like homeboy yeah, was, tra- was
1: traveling around the country in a freaking mobile home. Like holy someone crap. just
0: paid him uh forty thousand to speak uh somewhere out in the East Coast or something. Like everything he was ever ever puts together on his little you know thing, like it just comes true. So Charlie,
2: mm-hmm. we love you. We'll send you this clip. Mag- we'll clip magical, it. Send it to him. For sure.
1: Yeah, he, insp- he that well, there was two people inspired my RV trip. It was Jerry Norton and um and Charlie, Charlie Rocket. Rockin. And Jerry said. Go do something that requires you to get away from your business so that your business can build systems and processes without you because I was a bottleneck in my own business, which is why like, I yeah. like seeing that you guys break away and it forces your business to like do, do better in that situation. Um, and then Charlie Rocket, like, holy crap, that was a year and a half ago. At the time, I, I was telling people like, do you follow Charlie Rocket? Do you follow Charlie Rocket? Do you follow? Yeah. Like, who's Charlie
2: Rocket? Now yeah. people are coming to me and going, do you know Charlie Rocket? Yeah. yeah holy <laughs> no. moly yeah. yeah so so we did something on this podcast and um i thought it'd be really really dope to, to do this with you so w- what we did is you have to look into that camera mm. and this per- one or that one uh, this, this is your camera and pretend that you're talking to your the pace that just lost at thousand oh, five six years God. ago here we go and here you are today and you're talking to your old self because there's a lot of people watching this that are struggling and going through, you know, whether it's 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 men- mental, physical, spiritual, you know, problems, and they need they need that message. And pace from five, six years ago was there. So right? so do me a huge favor though. Right.
0: Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath, and just think about. I want you to really think of that pace from that year, 2014, 2015. Where you were, how you felt, you know, and what it impact, how it impacted your your life, uh, you know, when you when the eight hundred thousand left the table, and, and your and your wife and your children, right? I, think of that pace for just one minute, one minute, because when you look into that camera, you're gonna be talking to that pace that is that is down, and you know, doesn't see light at the end of the tunnel. So,
1: you ready? Ooh.
2: That's real. Ready? It's real, yeah.
1: Hey, bro, I promise you, all the things that you're worried about, the stress that you're going through about the house and the dream house that you're trying to build for your wife and your kids and the fact that you're bringing a baby into this world, freaking Corbin. I, We named our daughter after my brother who took his own life, and she's the greatest light in our life. Bro, I'm telling you, let it all go. Don't let the stress bother you, that vision. Everything you write in your notes – Everything in my, in my iPhone, I have a notes app and I write everything like Charlie Rocket. Bro, everything on that list is crazy. It all comes true so fast that you have to erase all of it because you've accomplished it and you have to fill it up again. And here's the news, all of that comes true too. And that house that you felt like is your dream house, bro, you got a house four times larger than that. Everything has come full full circle. You've got everything you want. And the biggest thing, Is there are thousands and thousands of people that you are impacting every single day? We just had a message that we put on the Instagram last night of a guy that's been following our our team for years and said, in two weeks of being in our world and learning what we teach in creative finance and that journey that you're about to go down has impacted and changed his entire business. That's one person out of thousands and thousands of people. Bro. Everything you're going through right now has to be gone through. It was a requirement for you to hit your full potential. The pain, the nausea, the pain you have in your feet. I wake up and I have pain in my feet because I'm not getting enough sleep and I'm stressed out. All of that pays off. And it pays off in such a big way that some people come to you and go, how did you do it? How did you do it? Bro, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. That's, that's all there is to it. Keep going. Everything you're doing is, is the right path.
0: Wow. Love it,
1: dude. That's what's cool about Charlie rocket. Wow. Is that my notes app is, is like my Charlie rockets note thing. So like what happens is I put my notes in there and every 30 days, I, what I used to do is do it once a year. Like what are my goals every year? What am I going to manifest this year? And it wasn't enough. So what I would do is I, now every month I go accomplished, 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 and I put new stuff in there. And then literally like there was a day a couple of weeks ago where I erased the three things that I accomplished and I put three new things on there. And an hour later, I got a phone call for for one of those things. Everything's
0: Um, coming very quickly. Intention set.
1: It's intention set. And honestly, if I could go back and like give myself a piece of advice back in my early 20s before I even realized what real estate was, The most important piece of advice I would um, give myself would be find the people that are already doing it and follow everything they're doing. So like for you guys, this is why going back to how important you guys are in my life, I couldn't be where I am today and I couldn't be impacting people's lives without you guys allowing me to see what was possible and then not just letting me see it, but showing me the steps. Dude, like you guys are a domino. Like you guys were the first domino in a lot of this stuff, and it's it's crazy. And I wish I knew you guys earlier. I went to your. I wish I went to your events earlier. I wish I became friends with you guys earlier. But I'm I'm incredibly great. That's why I keep bringing up the compliment because it's still impacting me positively every single day from something you did
2: and you reached out to me three years ago. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll glory to God because I, you know, we're all just vessels,
0: right? Thank you for uh, allowing us to play a you know, a role
2: in, Bro, in your life, man. You guys are the best. and Now, just, you know, excited to continue the, the next, you know, and, and empower the next wave.
0: Brother, I, I, I remember, uh, you know, I remember us giving you the mic and saying,
2: my wife is having a baby. And yeah. I'm here. You remember yeah.
0: that, right? Yeah, yeah. And you were like, and I'm here. And, and like, you can sense, like, the sacrifice that you are making for you and mm-hmm. your family that weekend. And then I remember you uh, coming to, um, uh, what was that office? What was it called? Uh copper point copper point mm-hmm. right coming up there and and thinking about breaking away from oh yeah from
2: home investors you, you like brother to, i've seen you came to thank journey. us personally after that event yeah i came i office. came personally right. i
1: sat in your you guys were busy with like another thing and i sat there for like three hours to thank you guys bro I, way. I, I'd I'd never sh- i've never i've seen yeah. i've
0: seen i've seen what's happened jesus christ in only three years yeah yeah really fast three not it's not even been three full three years like well, maybe it has been but Man, I've seen it from that day to where you are today and that's why like you and Jamil like are some of the few people that I'm just like I'm so grateful to just see you guys win.
1: You Bro, we're, we're, we we want to collab with you guys more. We want to do more stuff yeah. with you guys. You guys are the people we want to be around. Like we, we love you guys. The whole entire squad. Your your entire team, everybody. Like when people some of your team came over my house a couple of months ago, and I was like these guys know how to find these amazing people. Like you guys Thank you, you guys have something special.
0: Thank you, brother. So do you guys. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for, for everybody, man. You know? So. What,
2: well, a, what is, a. Yeah, what a episode. Thank you for, for, brother, you know, creating Lies. the time to come. I Thank you, you for brother. everything. Thank you. I love you. you. Epic. And uh, guys, uh, Shoot! What an episode! Make sure you like, subscribe, comment. You know, reach out to Pace. Where can they find you? Where can they go look for creative financing education? Guys, like, don't
1: for, don't worry about any of that stuff. Like and subscribe to this
2: episode. <laughs> are you kidding me?
1: Like follow these guys. They're unbelievable. They're epic. They changed my life. They will change yours. You got to follow the path. What's the What's the event yeah. called that you guys are doing right now? For Mo- uh, momentum. Uh, momentum. The, um, you're in momentum right now. So, so last we're one doing, of the year.
0: we're doing virtual momentum November what. 13th and 14th yeah it's yeah, virtual so <laughs> the same okay. i am a
1: product of momentum <laughs> i am a product yeah. of momentum so don't go find my stuff come jump into these guys' stuff i promise you it'll
2: change your life yeah. attend momentum.com and he's not going to say it but go to sub2.com yeah sub2.com there. 2. There. Com, baby let's go baby till next time later, later guys later <laughs>